Looking for podcasts to listen to? Check out our collection of shows on the Brothers Bear Network. First up, Brothers Bear Podcast, a comedy show where two brothers and their friend talk about everything from movies, music, and their love for everything geek. Or 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast, where you hop into our DeLorean and go back in time with a podcast that talks about the past, including pop culture, video games, random life stories, but mostly about the movies from our past. There's also Disney Plus Podcast, a show with four hosts talking about what's on Disney Plus. Each week, we'll watch something that's only on Disney Plus and review slash discuss the movie or show. We'll also talk some Disney history, news, or related topics about Disney. And last, Monkey Monsters Podcast is now Monkey Monsters Midweek Podcast, a show about family life, relationships, movies, stories of our past, having kids, and arguing slash debating over which is better pancakes or french toast all shows are available on spotify apple Podcasts, and podbean this is the brothers bear network today's episode is sponsored by jerry's apples when virgin blood isn't cutting it try jerry's red delicious apples we're also sponsored by vincent extermination is your neighbor killing off all the local prostitutes a family of vampires living next door call vincent extermination use promo code fright night to get your first staking free now let's fire up those time circuits, set it to 1985, because today we're traveling back in time to revisit Fright Night. Welcome to Fright Night. Do a ghost to enter this show. <laughs> Everybody, welcome back to another episode of 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. It's the special 35th anniversary of Fright Night. That's right. Uh, actually, you might be saying, wait a minute, I thought in season three you guys did Fright Night, episode 54. Well, if you listen to that episode, we honestly get distracted and we ended up focusing way too much on the reboot of fright night so we didn't really much talk about the actual original film so i thought you know what this here is the special original true episode of fright night yes this movie was released august 2nd of 1985 so that would make it 35 years 35 years ago, a bunch of movies were released that were amazing. 1985 was a great year. We had The Goonies, we had Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and now it's Fright Night, ladies and gentlemen. Last last month in August, I wanted to do this special episode. We we're going to both do this one and Pee-wee, but we were in, in the middle of the podcast crossover. So once again, thank you to the podcasts who joined us. Lore School Podcast, That's Life Podcast, Ruining Our Childhood, and... Chicano, I was going to say cosplayers. (laughs) Damn it, I always say that. Chicano Shuffle, ladies and gentlemen. So once again, thank you guys. It was an amazing hit for us. It was was a lot of fun. We'll be doing this again uh, sometime in the early year. But right now, this episode is the beginning of our spooktacular series. 
Halloween in September. That that was kind of cheap, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I got. I, I'm not. I'm not a wordsmith when it comes to like you, you just know. Said the spectacular September series. Ooh, I like that. The spectacular September series. Halloween is spooktacular. In... Oh yeah, spooktank. Oh. Shit. <laughs> Wow. Spooktacular series of Halloween. Ness. 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 Yeah. That, all right. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We're starting this week with Freddy's pick. He picked Fright Night. And we're going to give you a big rundown of the actual film. Later on, you'll be hearing me and Freddy talk. And that is very much more the production side of the film. We dig into a lot of the, the, the actors in the film the behind the scenes and everything but this first half we're gonna f strictly focus on the movie so let's begin fright night uh right away from the beginning it already gives you this awesome i mean i think it's like a matte painting because you see the moon you see the moon like a blood red sky and then during the credits already you're just introduced to the couple the lovely couple who is played by william ragsdale and amana bears or beers bears bears that who's Charlie Brewster and Am Amy Peterson. Uh, for those of you who know uh, Amy, she plays freaking Marcy, Marcy Darcy. That's right. She was tagged for the sequel, but she said no because she was in the middle of Married with Children. And that's why she wasn't in the sequel. So you got Charlie and Amy. They're all making out, you know, while in the background you see the, the famous show. Well, it's not famous in the movie because he gets fired from it, but... Uh, it's Mr. Peter Vincent. So it's kind of like in Elvira, you know, one of those old shows where like, uh, I think it's called the Macabre. So th yes. that's on the TV. So while they're making out and Peter Vincent. I'll give you a dollar if you can spell Macabre. Macabre? M-A-C-C-O-B-E. No. You left out the R. Macabre? The Where's the R? The R is silent. Well, how do you spell it? I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I'm a bad speller. I know, and I saved a dollar. I never, I never won any of the spelling bees in elementary ever. The teacher didn't let you. Oh, one I got close because I had to spell elephant Rock? in second, no, first grade. But there is on the board it said elephant like on this letter thing, and I was like for E, and I saw, it and I was like E L J T H E elephant. I'm kidding. <laughs> you can see her face. She's like, I regret burying him. But that's right. That voice you're hearing. Wait, did I? No, that was <laughs> that voice you're hearing, ladies. It's not Freddy. <laughs> it is not Freddy. That's right. I have a special guest, the co-host from Disney Plus podcast and Monkey Monsters Midweek podcast. And I promise you, we will be posting new episodes. I know every every week. I I promise you that. Uh, in the, in the intro when you listen, but no, we have Monkey Monsters Midweek Podcast that's gonna be coming, and then yeah, Disney Plus Podcast co-host Miss Julia Diaz. Hello, everybody. Hello. Is it Mrs. or Miss? Which one's the single? Which is the married? Um, Miss is single, so Mrs. is married. I believe. I don't know. That's why I asked. Well, it is Mrs. because. Well, you could call me Miss Diaz if you're nasty. <laughs> Miss Diaz. <laughs> we gonna start getting messages. Hey, Miss Diaz, how you doing? <laughs> hey, she's my wife. <laughs> but yeah, she's been on past episodes. We had the vacation episode, National Lampoons. Um, not not the original vacation, but we did the reboot 
a vacation or remake or whatever the hell it was. We did? Because it was a sequel. Yes. I forgot. On our drive home from Vegas, M83. So we did vacation. We also did a Christmas story because she had never seen it. Okay. It also included a massive bet that we did for and that, that I movie. Won. No, you lost. I don't remember you that. lost. Yeah. Though we could connect those two because in that movie, one of the actors became a porn star. In this movie, one of the actors became a porn star also. What's it with you in porn star actor movies? It's in the, the when you read about these movies, all right? You could find out and you could learn Coincidence? I think, think not. not. So yeah, so she was, you know, you so she's coke. she's been around and in all of season 3, she was always in the background uh motioning things at me um because when I was recording and sometimes you'd hear Owen running around. So it's good to have you back. So we she was here for Back to the Future Part 3. Uh we did a whole rundown of that episode and that's what we're going to do today. So let so let's start. Actually, I think I, I already said that, but I didn't introduce you. So <laughs> we're starting. All right. So they were making out. All right. They're in the bed. They're I mean, no, on the floor making out. Further, further. Like they got many... the TV on in the background, so mom doesn't think there's anything fishy going on. Yeah, exactly. In which who's home? Cause I no way could I ever brought a girl home and been like, oh, I'm gonna go study and close the door. Like what the hell? That's 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 an american family thing yeah because that only happens in like in seventh heaven the girls would be in their rooms making out with their boyfriends and and stuff like that it's like i i don't i don't recall ever seeing laura winslow bringing a guy upstairs to a room because there ain't no way mr winslow carl was gonna allow that nonsense exactly either they're in the living room or in the kitchen Uh uh-huh and then the only person that would go in her room was urkel but he but carl winslow wasn't afraid of urkel he's like yeah, right. Unless he turned into Stefan, then that was a different question. Yeah. So I don't recall ever seeing them do scenes in her room anyways. I do. Randomly. I think even in what's his name? What's the the son's name? Eddie. Eddie. Eddie, Eddie Winslow. Like, there was moments where they would shoot in their rooms, but rarely. It was always the living room mm-hmm. and the back. And why do they only enter through the back door? When when do people go to people's houses and only enter through the back door? So, yeah. So, they're 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 making out in the room. Yes. And uh, that's when and we're in. Darcy's inter- getting me tooed. Yes, because he's because freaking. He's like forcing himself on her, and like keeps wanting to touch her boob, and she's like, she's like, stop, and like pushes his hand away, and he just keeps trying. And I'm like, oh, the good old times where you didn't need consent to fill up a girl. <laughs> and he gets up on mad. He's like, man, we've been going together for a year, and all you ever say is no, stop, and this and that, and it's just like. You know, like, yeah, you, you're not going to get those type of scenes today unless that's the point of the movie where you... You will if it's, like, if it's the douchey guy, the douchey guy. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's like what that. I'm trying to say. Like, you'll get that douchey guy or whatever. She's like, stop. And he's like, come on. Why don't you just go, go down on me or whatever. Better, better. So we'll get those type of scenes then. But here, Charlie is not the bad he's guy. He's the protagonist. Yes, he's the hero of this movie. But we're also introduced... To a character in this film that at that moment you're like oh no like he's just in the background because he's he's doing he's hosting his late night show called fright night with not vincent price no it's peter vincent so yeah so so peter vincent is the one on there and he's like check out to my movie he's like he, i he started was, he did not sound yeah, like I know. dracula <laughs> you're right um he was more like very proper and he's like oh i'm peter vincent he he had an he had an accent no, I mean, uh, he just sounded very proper. 
That, you know, that still gives that's, me an accent. So that's an yeah, accent. it's in an accent, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, he's in there, and he's a terrible actor because something I've seen this movie. Would you say those are D-listers in in terms of actors? Um. Yeah, he would probably be D-list because my um Peter Vincent the, or Rod Roddy McDowell, who you know he's uh, he's the one who plays Peter Vincent. He mentions that his character is not as good as Vincent Price or Peter Cushing, like. Those actors, because that's who they they wanted to be this role. That's why it's called Peter Vincent, Peter Cushion, and Vincent Price. They wanted Vincent Price, but he was, you know, he was ill health at this time, so he didn't do the role. But he didn't. He's too busy recording Thriller. Yes, he was. <laughs> Roddy McDowell didn't want to be at that level. He felt that this character Peter Vincent was more like a low level actor who was a terrible actor. And he would go to market to market with this Fright Night show. It wouldn't get any ratings and it'd get canceled. So he'll move to a new city, promote the show like Bert. So that's why. So yeah, I don't you... remember them saying any of this. No, that that's in an interview. He talked about that. I think it was in like an interview. Okay, of well, Fango. then you and Freddie could talk about that later. Okay. Well, that's why he is a he is a D. You asked me about if he's a D list actor. Uh-huh. He sees himself well, just based on the clip of his movie in the in the. Within the movie of Fright Night, it's like he's like in a, a he's like approaching a vampire that's off screen, off camera. Yeah, and he's holding the stake backwards. I didn't even catch that. That's what's you're not funny. Good at that. Yeah, I did not even notice that. She pointed that out. I was like, I'm, I'm oh, better yeah. at noticing things, like how I noticed that weird mole on your thigh, and you've never noticed the one on mine. <laughs> yeah, it's been like it's as big as a baseball. It's like all oh, huge on my leg, and I was like, the hell? Where did that come from? No, no, no. It has hair and teeth. <laughs> yeah, and then I went to go get the the by Bobopsy, you know, and Bobopsy, and then that's when they said yes. It was my twin. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should do that movie at some point. Um. So yeah. So they're making out and they get mad. At that point, she's like, "I do want to make love, but I'm scared." So that's when she decides, like, "All right, she's gonna, I guess, give in," and she goes to the bed to get undressed. And that's when we're introduced to one of the best-named vampires of all time. The neighbor, played by Chris Sarandon, who's also Jack Skellington. Uh, Jerry. He's also the cop from Child's Play. That Oh, shit, you're right. I totally forgot about that because the director... That's where I knew him from. Well, I knew him from Princess Bride, but yeah, I, I figure like I'm, you know, I don't even know the age of who listens, so we can name all three of those, and I guarantee you, we'd have a fan from each three of those. But movies. I feel like that would be the most recognizable because there's a lot of people who still haven't seen Princess Bride, but everybody's seen Child's Play. Yeah, he was also on Dog Day Afternoon, so nope, you got all four generations of films there. He oh, he played another Dracula again. In Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the TV series, and he played Count Dracula. Well, I guess, because I, I, when I was watching it, I'm like, why do you have a lame-ass name like Jerry? What kind of, like, that's not like a sexy name. That's not like an intimidating name. It doesn't it doesn't command authority or prestige. Jerry? Yeah. Jerry? I mean, come on, look at The Office. The the one that they, I mean, no, I mean, uh, Spring Bill Coat, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Spring Bill Coat's Incorporated. Um, that's a spinoff of Parks and Rec. <laughs> Yeah, from Parks and Rec, that Jerry. Um, yeah, what the hell? Like he's the the one that makes fun of the Jerry. Jerry is not a sexy guy's name. Yeah, and it's always like I feel you're like you're either a mouse or you make ice cream for a living, but you're not a sexy vampire. But because, <laughs> but because, <laughs> I first was like, what the? F-? And I just, 
exist in this realm yeah in this timeline his name can't be dracula because he'd be too obvious yeah exactly that like, oh, jerry yeah just cheesy name is i associate with like a big fat guy or something like that the jerry or a cop yeah a in cop. like a rural town it's like you like show up and you're like give me my son my son jerry <laughs> <laughs> Oh, What's funny is that when I mentioned big fat guy, I got a cousin who's fat named Jerry. And not once has he ever held our son. <laughs> Do you have any idea how long I've been waiting for that to happen? <laughs> Damn COVID. If it wasn't for it, we would have went over and be like, just hold my kid. No, see, you have to give him the kid. Yeah. And then I come up to him and I'm like, oh, give me my, my son. My son, Jerry! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Jerry's a terrible name. For a sexy vampire. Yeah, a sexy vampire. You know, I mean, look, Prince Humperdink, that was his name in The Princess Bride. You know, I mean, Jack... Humperdink? Yeah, Humperdink. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, see, and, and, you know, he was... That's why, so... That would be a good porn name, though. Yeah. They call me Prince Humperdink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Jerry, it's when we're introduced to Jerry, because... Uh, Charlie, instead he's of a peeping Tom pervert. Well, at, at this point, he's not a peeping Tom. Duh, he has binoculars in his room. No so. normal person has binoculars by their window, unless they peeping. Exactly. What is this, a peeping Tom? Oh yeah, you're right. You know, um, what you call? It? Yeah, because and then see the thing is, he's a peeping Tom to look out to peep on people. Yet on his bed, his girl is taking off her top. In her bra, about to get all naked and ready for him, and he's distracted by Jerry outside. Well, it's not his fault that they got Marcy Darcy to play the hot girl. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I can't, I can't. She will always be Mrs. Darcy to me. Yeah. And all I could think of is Al Bundy calling her a flat-chested boy, and she's gonna be the love interest in this movie. Yeah. Like. Because I, I knew the Bundys and Married with Children before I ever saw this movie. Because I saw this movie in my late teens. I was born in 86. Yeah. So it's like I'm seeing this woman trying to be portrayed as this, like, you know, sexy, hot, young teenager. And I just don't get those vibes from her. Yeah. And, and freaking she she was uh 27 at the time when this movie came out. And she had, like, old mom hair. Like, they couldn't even give her teen hair. And, and you see, they were trying to make her look young. Because when you watch this movie, she's always in like these jumpers or like overalls, giving her little bows. Like they're trying to... Well, they might as well have given her pigtails and freckles because none of it was working. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, I mean, she... I, I don't know. Like, they back when... Yeah, see, here we go. So, William Ragsdale was uh he had turned 24 during the pr production of this film mm -hmm. and 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 Bierce was 27. Now, which movie came first? Fright Night or My Best Friend is a Vampire? Because Charlie looks a whole lot like like Robert Sean Leonard and I really loved the movie uh, My Best Friend is a Vampire though I don't remember it at all, but I remember that I loved it. Yeah, well, 1987. Oh, that was the same year as Lost Boys. So this, my best friend's movie came, so came out after two years after the fact. Ah. And then there, yeah. Oh, okay. 
There's a lot of movies that start off with my teen, best friend. I mean, you should do an entire series of just teen vampire movies that don't turn into glitter. <laughs> because, I mean, Jim Carrey almost became a vampire. Yeah. Oh, Once Bitten. Oh, we should do that one. I should do that one. I love one. that movie. Yeah, we should do Once Bitten. Like, just a whole series of vampire films. So there would be, like, Once Bitten. This one's already been done. Um, I guess. Interv- no, my be- let's do ones that aren't always reviewed. Because interviews one that's been done. So, yeah. So, that would be good. So, um, back to the movie. Yeah. We're introduced to Jerry and he and his lackey. Or, no. His, he's supposed his to be familiar. His, his familiar. But if you, if, you know, if you're a fan of, like, what we do in the shadows and you see that version of, you know, the familiar Guillermo. He's a very different uh, familiar from Gizmo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because he's a human in that film, you know. Um, or, or Ram, was it Ramsdale or Ram, I can't, I always forget the name, but like, uh, I'll just put it in uh, what you know, from like, uh, Dracula dead and loving it. Remember that yes. guy? Also human. This. As, okay. We don't know he's unhuman till the end of the movie. Exactly. You know, and that guy. Which we're not there yet. Yeah. Billy Cole. So, so both we'll you see, you, you, we were introduced to both Billy and Jerry, but we just know as they're the new neighbors moving in. At this point, Charlie's completely distracted. Doesn't look, you know, is not looking at titties on the bed, as you would say, you know. A lack of titties. He's not looking at nipples. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she runs out the room. I thought you wanted to make love. Because he's like, do Karen a casket, you know. And he's on the TV at the exact same time, you see, you know. So she thinks, like, he's exaggerating. In which, come on. He's been wanting, for a whole year, he's been wanting to get laid. And you're telling me that he's going to lie at this moment not to get laid? What if he's scared too? So she runs off. They run downstairs. And she yells out, I thought you wanted to make love. And her the mom's in the goddamn living room. If Okay, but you got to remember, Mr. Brewster's not a regular mom. She's a cool mom. Oh, yeah. She is a cool mom. Played by Dorothy uh, Fiedling. Fiedling? I don't know. How to... It's like she practically walked in and gave him condoms. I just love you, kids. Yeah, he's like, oh, the divorce rate is between four and five million or something like, like that. Yeah, she starts saying something about marriage. It's like, these kids are in high school. Like, how are you, like, how does that even registering in your head as a parent to already be talking about marriage with the first girl he hasn't shacked up with? And then, like, she basically winks at freaking Amy and says, like, oh, thanks for helping him with his math homework. Wink. She's like, any time. Like, like she knew. She's probably like, ah, my son's a loser. He needs to get laid or something. I don't know. Like, that mom is just a, I'm the cool mom, you know? Because she's a single mom. Or maybe mom. she thinks this will straighten him out from his peeping Tom ways. Oh, she, yeah, she's, she probably caught him because she's at like, my one. My son's such a freaking loser. He needs to get laid. Exactly. And again, Charlie's completely distracted, goes look out the window and basically bails on Amy because Amy's like, I'll see you tomorrow at school. And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And he's like, and then she just leaves all mad. He's like, that wasn't so nice. He's like, they've got the new neighbors. He's like, oh, they finally moved in. So you learn that this house has been empty for a while, you know, and he moves in and it's going to need a lot of work. It's very disheveled, right? Yeah, because they found the most inconspicuous house they can for a vampire. Yeah. It's like, you know, like, when are we going to see a movie where they move into, like, a regular town home? Like an RV park, (laughs) somewhere where nobody would suspect. It's like, are you taking a coffin into the back of your RV? Because my buddy's got one he's trying to get rid of. (laughs) Exactly, you know? It's like, no one would suspect a thing. Oh, you got a deep freezer in the back? I got one, too. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly, you know, it's just like I, I, I used to live in, in an RV park and I did have a deep freezer in the back. 
Oh, you did? Yeah. I, I was, it's too spacious to fit inside the RV. Did you have a little creature named, I think it was Bob from my creep show, remember? That's where he slept in the, oh, you didn't see that one, huh? I didn't finish watching that one. That was the finger. That was the finger that episode. The finger oh, yeah. Calls, yeah. That, that's, that's for a future episode. So, yeah. So, at this point, that's when we know. But on the TV, you see a newscaster. And this is the beginning where you know something's afoot at the Circle K. Because the guy says. At the Circle K? Well, that's just the, the, the line from uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, you know, okay. strange things. But they were introduced that things aren't normal because the, the guy says... When has the news ever reported today in normalcy? Absolutely <laughs> nothing's going on. <laughs> Except check out this <laughs> I uh, water skiing squirrel. Now that's a treat. <laughs> that's still not normal. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> news's job to tell you everything that's not normal with the world well there's a dead body found behind the railroad tracks so boom behind, behind the what now the railroad tracks did i say it wrong i don't know you just say it weird <laughs> railroad like, tracks? you sound like a dog that's got peanut butter stuck to his mouth railroad are you okay scooby so the next day at school we're introduced to the next and final no yeah the next and final character of this little cool film evil lads Played by Stephen jo- Jeffries. Is it Jeffries? Yeah, Joffreys? not Joffries. Joffries or Jeffries? Because Joffrey? that's the same of like of Eddie's friend. You know, it's Jeffrey. Jeffries. Jeffries. Okay, Stephen Jeffries play Evil Ed. Stephen. Because Jeffrey. that's when they come out of class, and it's the only scene in school. This kid. Oh my god. Must have been related to like executive, the producer, director, because he totally sucks as an actor, and he's constantly, like, has, like, this weird screech, like, scream laugh that is just really jarring, like, nails on a cough board, and it, I said cough board. (laughs) Like, nails on a chalkboard, and it's terrible. Yeah, she did not like this guy whatsoever. I love him. How is this his friend? Yeah, I, I I wouldn't be friends with him. I I love this guy. Even if I had no other options, like I would rather eat my my lunch inside the bathroom stall than sit with Evil Ed and listen to his cackling hyena laugh. <laughs> oh, you're so cool, Brewster. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, me either. <laughs> so we're introduced to Evil Ed or Ed, but he gets called Evil, which we don't know why he's Evil Ed. Exactly. Like I guess maybe like, because of his evil laugh. Now we could get into it later because we go, we do go into his room, but at that point we we just know he doesn't like it because he as they're right there complaining about a pop quiz and he's like that's why it's a pop quiz because they bring it on you surprise you or that's a, he he says it like that's where it started with with Julia here where she was like what the hell what's wrong with this guy and you know Amy bumps purposely into Charlie. Wearing her little jumpsuit that, like, a four-year-old would wear. It's called a romper. A romper. There you go. All mad. And that's where, like, and her little bow bow on her head. So, it's like, okay, they're, they're, they're fighting off. So, when he gets home from school, we see this prostitute getting out of the car of a taxi. The only sexy lady in this movie. Yes. She gets out the car. Like a much sexier version of Helen Hunt. <laughs> yes, and um, it, it she's titled as the Hooker, played by Heidi Sorson, and and yeah, that's all they gave her as a name, Hooker. So we she's a prostitute because we find out later in the news, and she shows up. He's like, "Is this ninety nine West, whatever Dale Street of Vampire Lane?" And he's like, "No, that's next door." And then she goes, and he's like, "Ooh!" And he runs in, and then the mom 
starts talking about like you know he's like oh the neighbor he has a living carpenter so that's where we know like oh someone's living with him he's like yeah but my luck he's probably gay so the mom was already hoping to be like you guys single i'm single we can get down you know because she was well if, i mean a lot of movies back then they always had kind of like this running joke that any any guy that was in a neighborhood and single was considered a bachelor and all these women were always desperate because i mean do you remember in um Ch child's play too no no problem child problem child yeah. yeah it's like his dad he has like there's a scene where all these women are coming over and bringing him baked goods oh he walks out and they're literally like a line um, down the, the block yes because he's like the only single guy in town yeah because the whole town is because they didn't have the internet then they didn't have tinder or yeah. craigslist so, like, every single woman. So, like, he's standing there, and he just played after played after played. Mm -hmm. And then, he, yeah, he walks out, sees a long-ass line. So, then he starts, like, arranging dates with all these women. Mm -hmm. But then Junior, like, he electrocutes one, right? He starts sabotaging the dates because he doesn't want any anything to interfere with the dynamic that they have going because he wants his dad to himself. Because they're boys. They're men. They live in the house, and... He doesn't they make their own beef jerky. They go on riverbone gambling trips, take shits with the door open. And if he starts dating, all that's going to be wrecked. <laughs> so I could understand why Junior doesn't want that to happen. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, so at that point, you know, the mom, he's like, I'm going to go study. And the mom points out how Charlie, I guess, not a good student because he's like, you study? You know, I don't know why I said it like that. I don't know why but... every person in your head sounds like an idiot. Well, it's because she's surprised. I was trying to give her that surprise. That's why I'm not an actor. So he's upstairs and he's studying. And this is where we hear a scream next he door. He didn't have a computer, so I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, I don't know. I'm doing like a study. Is he typing his memoirs? <laughs> he's Dookie Hauser. He's like. Day one, I met a vampire. Day two, my girlfriend dumped me. <laughs> Day three, his name was Jerry. <laughs> so, so he hears a scream, and and he turns, he he looks back, and like a light turns off or something, or he's just like he's like, oh, what the hell? And then that's it. Like we don't get more from that. So the next day, he's in like. Well, it's not even the next day because uh, you you're missing, you're skipping the whole part where he sees them loading the body into the jeep. Oh yeah 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 yeah. He. Um, he looks outside and then, yeah, he sees the, no, 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 the body, actually that's a later, that, that's later. Hold on, no. Eating apples? No. The loading the body in the Jeep is the nipple part. That hasn't happened yet. I thought we already talked about nipples. No, oh, no. Oh, this is someone else's nipple. Yes. So, no, it, the, the, it cuts like that. The next day, he's at a, like, uh. cafeteria or, like, a diner. Right? It looked like they had a food court at the mall or something. Yeah, and that's when that's when Amy shows up. And uh Dar Marcy Darcy. No. Well first Marcy Darcy apologizes for not giving in to Charlie. It's yeah. like the fight was her fault. It's like I'm so sorry, I, I didn't let you fill me up. Yeah. And that's where he gets distracted because on the T V news he sees a local prostitute was murdered today. Her head were missing. And that's when he walks up. So many dads are going to be devastated. <laughs> and and both Evil and, and Charlie walk up to the TV. And when they look up, they see freaking like, oh, he's like. And that's where, uh, again, Evil Ed annoys Julia. And he's like, that's the second murder. And you know what? Their heads were cut off. Ah! 
or whatever. He says it all weird like that, and in which I thought it was cool. Like I, I like evil, but and Charlie's like, "You're sick," and then Amy like gets all mad and walks up. She's like, "Fuck this guy's burger." Yeah, she literally steals Stephen King's burger because I swear to God, that's that has to be Stephen King. It looks just like him. You know, let's look right now. Let's see, uncredited. Uh, no. It's just gonna say. I don't care. I'm gonna. I'm that. That fool looks just like Stephen King. Cause he said, hey, "Hey, so he must. He come on. He has to have some form of credit. Remember, if you say one line or a word or anything in a movie, I thought you have to say three words to get your sad card. Yeah, probably. I don't know how it works. But Stephen King gets his burger stolen, uh, and she shoves it in his face, and mm-hmm. that's where the famous line Chili comes burger. from. He starts laughing. He goes, <laughs> "You're so cool, Brewster." It basically says it like that, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and then and then that's when like it cuts. It's like oh he's all fat, so they're broken up or whatever. And I I believe this is where it kicks in. And if I'm missing a scene, oh well. But he's he's sitting in his room. He's like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out um the freaking I'm gonna spy. Mm-hmm. So he's sitting in his room, you know, eating away binoculars, and he knocks he's out. He's eating binoculars. That's I mean, pretty goddamn impressive. <laughs> eating chips he's eating chips and he knocks out at one point he wakes up and that's when the window no 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 now i know he gets home he gets home and he he decides to go look across the street and he starts looking and we see freaking billy painting the windows black in the basement only. Yeah, in the basement only. He's painting the windows black. He's blacking them out. And and that's when when he comes out, he goes, "Hey kid, what are you doing?" And he has this snivelly, like weaselly face. He just has a smug face. Yeah, like, and he's just like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Uh, nothing," because he was gonna try to go in the basement. Uh-huh. And he's like, "Well, we better keep it that way." And then he leaves. So then that night, he's like, "I'm gonna spy." And that's when he, you know, he falls asleep. He's he's spying. He wakes up. And he sees this woman in the window. Yes. And the and the neighbor guy at the time, he still doesn't know it's Jerry. They're 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 right there. And when <clears throat> she takes off her top and you see boobs, full on boobs, nipples. Beebs. Boobs, you know. So the nipples were what did you say about what you had in the show? Nipples? I didn't have an issue with her nipples. I was just pointing out that her nipples are like the same flesh tone as like the rest of her skin. Yeah, like they don't even stand out minus I mean they stand out, but <laughs> I mean, they don't, they, they just mesh with her boob. Like, they're not different color. But, yeah, she's standing there, and then that's where he's, like, looks around, doesn't see anybody. You hear a, a zipper, and he puts the binoculars up. I mean, I figured that's what would have probably happened, you know, and... and that, see, Evil Ed is downstairs yeah. asking Billy if he knows where the, where the gym is. He's at, no, he's asking Jerry, and then that's when, you know, he's, like, behind the window. He's looking, and he's like, he's like, well, he's like yeah, that's right, no one's looking. He's like, well, since no one's looking... No, he's, like, talking about no one's looking. Yeah, and then Evil comes into the room. He's like, hey, the pizza place was closed. He's like, and Jerry, no, Charlie jumps in bed all scared. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that's a pretty lady. I wonder if she's dating one of the The Yankees. Yankees. (laughs) He's like, oh, what were you watching? My favorite movie with Buddy Wackett. He's like, I don't know. Good for her. (laughs) What's your favorite? Alpha, little rascal. Alfalfa or Spanky. That took me years to get that joke. 
<laughs> when you were like young, like I. I was a kid when I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, in reality, uh, Charlie, he's just checking out, and then because he's like, "Oh, this is cool," but then that's when he notices the fangs on Jerry, and he's and about the to... long nails. Yes, and then he Jerry sees Charlie, and he closes the window, and then that's it, and then I, I he runs out of the room. Or maybe you hear a scream or something. He runs out of the room, tries to wake his mom. Mom, there's a vampire next door. Better, better. Mom's like, what, what, what's going on? That's where he runs outside and he hides in the bushes and they're carrying out the body. Well, at first, it's just Billy carrying the body to the Jeep. And then you notice the bat thing like whoosh, whoosh, it flies overhead uh-huh. and he lands eating his apple because he had he's a descendant of a fruit bat or something. That's as dumb. I that's that's what Chris ran. That was his idea. See, I when I saw him eating the apple, I thought maybe they were going for like some religious undertones. How like you know in the Garden of Eden, the apple is what ruined everything, you know, and brought about the end of the world and you know sin and Adam and Eve or whatever. So I thought that's what that was. I thought, I thought that was supposed to be more symbolic for it to be, for it to be literally. Oh well, I'm part fruit bat. <laughs> yeah, that's all it was. That, I'm a fruit dumb. bat. I'm gonna eat apples. That's and dumb. see, interview with the vampire. When, no apples. When Brad Pitt, like when he first is turning, he's like starving and he's going to try to eat food and it's just like nasty, it's disgusting. And later on, that's when Tom Cruise's character, Lestat, tells him that everything's going to be garbage. The only thing that you could feed your hunger is blood or you'll die. And then in what we do in the shadows, if they eat any form of human food, they vomit and throw up. Blech. So I never understood why the hell he ate apples. I'm like a vampire eating apples. But that was Chris Randon's idea. I don't know. He's a fruit bat. So at that point, Charlie's mom comes outside and says, Charlie, where are you, Charlie? And that's when Jerry and freaking Billy turn around and notice, oh, he's there. And he throws the apple at him and he runs away. So at that point, Jerry knows like, oh, shit, like we have a vampire in the mist and so on. And like, oh, So we- at that point, the vampire knows that there's a vampire in the mist? <laughs> wow. I mean, Charlie knows there's a vampire. Like he's already been caught. And then so he tries to tell his mom. And the mom... And is, we don't get her reaction because he immediately cuts to Marcy. Well, all she says is, a what? And then it's Marcy, a what? He's like, haven't you been listening? Better, better. So then that's when he runs to the cops. He goes, gets a detective who comes, who shows up at the house and they go to the house and Billy answers the door and he says that Jerry's out of town on business. So he's like, I saw a body and I saw this and, and the cop... um. Um, I'm not sure who the oh Detective Lennox. That's who it is, played by Art Evans, and he's like. So is it Evans or Lennox? No, well Detective Lennox, but is played by Art Evans. Because everybody knows who Art Evans is, so please let everybody know. You don't know, man. What if he's listening? He's like, all right, they give me credit. (laughs) (laughs) I hope he's not passed away, because then. (laughs) No, he will be after he listens. He's still alive. Hey, he was in Die Die Hard Hard too. Yeah. So, yeah, he was also in an episode of Monk. All right. So, anyway, so he shows up with the detective and he starts asking, like, he's like, let me go check out the trash cans and stuff. And he's like, you should look in the basement. No, he didn't say, let me go check out the trash. Billy's like, do you want, do you want me to show you the trash? Oh, yeah, because he says, I, he's like, he's like, did you see the body? He's like, no. Yeah. And he's like, well, you should look in the basement. So then that's when the detective's like, what's in the basement, Charlie? A coffin. And then that's when Billy is like, yeah, what's in the basin with this stupid yeah. ass face? I, I just, it bothers me. He's like, he deserves a punch in the face just because I, that Weasley look. And then that's when, um, he's like, it gets him like he, I guess he instigates it and he goes, 
a coffin. You know, that's where you will find the undead sleeping, whatever. He says something cool about Jerry. And then they laugh. He's like, what are you talking about? And he grabs him and throws him out. He's like, don't you ever dare call me again or I'll put you in jail. And then Joe, uh, Billy's outside something looking like at him on the in the porch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, ha. So he's freaked out. So he gets in the car. And this is where I guess we find out he's evil. Why he's called Evil Ed? Because we go to Evil's house. And he goes in and he's like, I need help to protect the. He knows he's a vampire when he wakes and up. And we find out that Evil Ed at this point will do anything for money. Which explains why he got into gay porn. Because <laughs> he, because all he needed was eight dollars to jump on board and try to kill a vampire. Yeah. Well, he says he's a be it me to turn down a fool's, fool's money. money. Yeah. <laughs> so he gives them the rules of what we all know, understanding about the garlic, which he crosses. should. Which, considering he watches not Vincent Price's show religiously, shouldn't he have already known all this information? Oh yeah. Yeah. What the hell. That's true. He just gave away his $8 for nothing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because what we understand is that, and based on like the description of the film, if you read anything about it, Charlie is obsessed with horror films and loves Fright Night. And that's why he's a huge fan of, of um, Peter Vincent. Right. So he's he's like a massive fan of him and this and that. So it's, it's just like... fan. <laughs> yeah. So he tells him about this, you know, all, and then he mentions... You, it, the the owner of the house if they cannot invite him in and they will not be allowed in if without they, they the invitation they can invite him in no no I mean I mean <laughs> they can't come in without an invitation in RSVP yes in RSVP so they have to check yes that they're coming or you know um, the chicken invite chicken or the fish yeah the what the chicken <laughs> the chicken or the fish yeah so that's where they could be let it so he gives them all that but in his room you see like some horror stuff in the back and he's like so that's why i guess he's evil because he even calls him evil he's like don't call me that he gets mad he hates the, when people call him evil mm-hmm. so he rushes home he hammers everything and he feels safe Wait, it's when he rushes home that that jerry's finally in his house and his mom finally changes out of the well that's why the showers yeah because he's upstairs hammering all the windows. So he feels good. So he's walking downstairs whistling. You know, when someone does that, they're happy. So, And then that's when he's like, oh, Charlie, I want you to come meet somebody. And then that's when we see Jerry. And that's when we do know. Jerry looks like a human Kendall. Yeah, he stands up. He's like, hi, Charlie. He's like, I'm Jerry. And he points out. He's like, now that I've been invited, I could come over whenever, whenever I-, I want. Along well, with the... your permission, of course. And she's like, "Oh, of course!" Like all getting all wet and everything. Let me like, give you my have my room key. Yeah, exactly. He's like, "That's my bedroom over there." She's like all excited, and then he gets freaked out, so he runs upstairs, and he's like, "What do I do?" And, and that's when he sees Peter Vincent. That he's like, he's like, it's that in between the, the the movie, and he's like, "Yes, I believe in vampires. They are real because I dealt with them myself." And Blah, blah, blah. So he's like, oh. So then the following day, he decides to go to the studio where they filmed the show. And Peter Vincent. Does that happen before or after Jerry attacks him in his room? No, you're right. That night, he, he, he that, that, that night, he's freaked out. You know what? Yeah, I, I skipped that scene. That same night, after he's introduced, he's like, fuck, he's going to come for me. And yes, he's in his room. And, and what you call it? He hears something land on the roof. And and he comes and he goes to check and he sees like like the branches screeching on the window so he doesn't think anything but in reality Jerry's in the house the mom's asleep in the bed and Jerry goes to his room whistling strangers in the Jerry's night Jerry's in the house Ooh, yes. beware of Jerry 
<laughs> Jerry, if you could only see eye rolls from her. Um, yeah, he's listening. He's like, and then he wa- he goes in the room and he's hiding in the closet. So Charlie comes out and he sees a light turn off across the street. So he thinks, oh, I'm safe. And then Jerry pops up behind him. And honestly, after watching this scene, okay, so the scene is this. Jerry comes out, he grabs Charlie, and he tells him, look, I'm going to kill you. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'm going to give you a choice, something I don't have. Just forget about me, Charlie. Because he does mention that you called the police on me, mm-hmm. almost disrupted my sleep. And I feel like Jerry is is like, when you think of what we do in the shadows, we don't see those vampires as, as being evil. But we do know they have to drink blood. They kill humans. And he's only killing prostitutes. Exactly. We just know that Jerry's killing prostitutes. And in his mind, he's not going to go and just kill random people on the street, like neighbors and stuff. Because it's going to bring, you know, wrong attention. Exactly. So he's going to kill people who have probably no family. drifters. Exactly. People who play Magic the Gathering. Yeah, he just needs... He just needs a place to sleep, to stay. So he's there next door. And he's offering, like, look, just forget about me. Like, I just want to live my life. I, he's like, He literally says, I'm going to give you a choice, something I don't have. What What does he mean by that? To me, I'm thinking, like, look, I have no choice. I ha- In order for me to stay alive, I need to do this. So I'm going to let you decide. Like, just leave me alone. Like, I won't hurt you or your mom. Like, he's basically saying, look. I have a question. Yeah. Okay. So... Jerry is not Dracula. Dracula ex- must have exist. Yeah. Someone turned Jerry into a vampire. Exactly. In this vampire folklore, if you kill the vampire that turned someone else into a vampire, they go back to being human. Yes, because that's what happened to Amy later on. We'll that, explain that. Yeah, that's what happened to Amy. So if, if hypothetically speaking, Jerry had just killed the vampire that turned him into a vampire, he could be human then, no? That's true. So couldn't he have just... Because when you said that, like, oh, you know, I don't have a choice, it got me thinking. It's like, no, you you do kind of have a choice. You could try to kill the vampire that turned you to vampire, and then you don't have to be a vampire no more. Like, who was the very first vampire? If that vampire is still alive and they get killed, does it turn every single person back to human? Well, that's the theory. Yeah, that is the theory. That's always... Yeah, you're right. So that means whoever's, you know, Jerry's master or the original because isn't that like like in of the damned or whatever it's like they need to kill um the ma- like the main vampire they need to kill Aaliyah so that everybody else will turn normal or something i think so i don't remember i only saw that in the theaters I don't remember that well in lost boys that's what it is that's what it is because michael is turning into a vampire and they're killing uh i forget what michael's the... a vampire star little eddie munster yeah they're they're, they're all vampires and and freaking but they all turn human when he kills um, Mr. Mr. Glasses dating Yeah, his Max. When there they kill go. Max. Because they're the blood-sucking Brady Butch. Right. Um, and when they kill him, he's the he's the, the, the head vampire. And uh-huh. it turns everybody else normal. So you're right. Chris, Jerry, if the, the main vampire that turned him. But at this point, we just know he's, he's not really a bad guy. You know? I mean. He is bad. And that is good. He will never be good. And that's not bad. Bad. There's no one I'd rather be than me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's like, just because he's a bad guy doesn't, doesn't mean, mean he's a, he's a bad, bad guy. guy. And I don't think he truly is a bad guy. But here he's giving him the option. 
And what does he do? He brings out the freaking crucifix, and he's like, you're an idiot. Because he calls him a fool. He's like, fool. So he's like, I'm just going to have to get rid of this kid. Because he's not going to listen, and uh, I'm gonna. he's going to bring trouble for me. I just want to live. I just want to be okay. Live and let live, Charlie. But what happens is that he's, for some reason, slowly pushing him out the window, and Charlie reaches over, grabs a pencil. Which... Now he- he stabs that pencil pretty deep into his hand, which should have penetrated through his hand and into his own neck, killing himself. Exactly. Be- but when he draws his hand back, you could see that. <coughs> <coughs> Good load. The Rona. The whole pencil is like half in it. Exactly. Like and ha- bit. Meaning not sharp. half in it, but the whole pencil. So half of it one way and the other half is sticking out. So it's like right in the middle. Yet yeah. he stabbed him while he was holding his neck. So if it, it was that, pierced his, his body too. Exactly, and when and when he gets stabbed at first, he decides to do a little dosy do out the way. He goes because he sounds like that, and he spins around in circles, and that's when you get the true form, what he looks like, and he looks all evil. He starts turning into into Michael Jackson when he's morphing into the wolf in Thriller. No, well he starts. Wait, I'm thinking of the wrong movie. <laughs> no, it's the same. No, it's the same movie. Yeah, well, it's the music video. Well, no, no, no. It's when he's turning back. Because he's full on vampire, and then that's when his mom is like, Charlie, I'm stuck. Door won't open, Charlie. And then that's when he like looks at Charlie, but then he looks back and he looks and he's like, I gotta get out of here because if I try to kill these two, like, like, it, well, I don't know what his plan was because he was gonna try to kill Charlie or maybe intimidate him. See, even he more. couldn't. He couldn't kill Charlie because Charlie had already gone to the police to report the neighbor. So if Charlie something had happened to Charlie, he'd be sus, uh, you know, suspect number one. So he just wanted to, I guess, intimidate him, and yes. the mom, uh, basically scares him off. It's when he's turning back to human that he looks for some reason all weird, and 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 that's where like because he's in the shadows. And that's the moment where he's like, why does he look like Michael Jackson? I'm like, he does. He does look like Thriller Michael Jackson. And he leaves. And then that's when he's like freaking out because, you know, the mom comes out. He's like, what happened? And he's like, oh, nothing, mom. I had a nightmare. And she's like, oh, I had a nightmare too. I was at a white sale. I have no idea what the hell a white sale means. And then she's like, I was naked. And then you hear a crash. And he's like, what was that? He's like, oh, it was just a bunch of raccoons. When he runs back into his room, the mom goes back to bed. Phone call answers. He's like, hey, Charlie. He's like, I know you're there. He's like, you you know, he's like, just remember, you started this, but I'm going to end it. See, he was going to leave him alone. He wasn't going to ever attack, but Charlie just wouldn't wouldn't let it go. You know, he's like, I, he, he likes, you know, it's like, I, for him, it's like a human, a life is a life. He's like, even if it's a prostitute, he's like, or a homeless man or whatever, like that, because Jerry didn't see it that way, but Charlie he did. He was just a cock blocker, is what it is, because there's crime all over, there's crime all over the place. But you didn't see him putting on a rubber bat mask and going around trying to stop all the crimes in his town. No, he's stopping the guy next door from getting laid. <laughs> yeah, and so at that point, he tells him like, you know, come tomorrow night, like it, I'm gonna end this or whatever. So Charlie freaks the hell out at that moment. This is where we're earlier. He goes yeah, to not Vincent Price. Yeah, he sees him on the TV and he tells him that. Like, oh, you know, I know vampires. I killed them. Brada, brada, brada. So then he goes to the studio and he meets Peter Vincent. He's carrying these boxes and stuff. And he's like, oh, I got to talk to you. He's like, he's like, he's like, oh, you need my autograph or whatever. He's like, no. It's like something more important. He's like, what would be more important than my autograph? Or maybe he tells that to the kids later. Who knows? But he's very much about like, ooh, someone knows who I am. But then he, he tells him about the whole vampires thing. He just thinks he's nuts. He doesn't believe him at all. Like, Peter Vincent's like, what the hell? You're, you're crazy. Gets in the car and drives off. At that point, 
uh, both Amy and Evil Ed decide to visit Charlie. And when they go in the house, Charlie covered in, in freaking garlic everywhere. And They're concerned for his sanity. Exactly. Because they're convinced he's going to try to murder the neighbor who couldn't be a vampire because that's dumb. Because Amy says, that's murder. He's like, yeah, well, it's not murder if you're you're the undead or something like that. And they're, like, freaking out. So then Amy's like, come on, uh, Evil, I got an idea. And they leave. And they go to Peter Vincent's apartment. And they knock and they ask him. And he's like, he, he's like. He, you For a know- pseudo celebrity, he's really easy to find. Exactly. He's, he has an, a, an eviction notice that he's looking at. The Which, if the show just got canceled, how is he already served with an eviction notice? When did he stop paying his rent? Well, maybe he doesn't make a lot of money. So this is just past due? I, I Who knows? The point is is that he, he's obviously not uh, an actor that's... He's a down-on-his-luck D-list actor who exactly. got canceled. But he gets excited because these kids are like, oh, he's like, do you want to, is this for the newspaper, the school newspaper or something? Thinking it's an eerie. He's like, no, it's more important than that. He's like, what can be more important than... He gets than- excited because they offer him 300 bucks. 500 actually. $500 saving bonds. But he, oh, That's right. Yeah, he is excited because he goes, what can be more important than my autograph? So he's very much about himself. And then that's when... Uh, they say we gotta help my friend. He believes vampires. Like, oh, that kid is crazy, and so on and so forth. He's like, oh, he's like Hollywood beckons, and the calls are nonstop. And he's like, I'll give you five hundred dollars. He's like, all right, I'll do I it. I have a five hundred dollars savings bond. So what they devise is to do a, a vampire test based on. They're gonna prove to Charlie that the guy's not a vampire. Yeah, Orgy of the Damned was the film Evil Ed was uh, referencing because uh, Peter Vincent was in that movie. So they do the test. Make him, yeah, make him drink, you know, the holy water. Exactly, and he's like, so they call uh, Jerry, and Jerry agrees to it, and he's like, oh, I can't do crosses because I'm born again. It's sacrilege, in which I don't understand. If you're born again Christian, you're against crosses. I don't remember that, Um, you know. uh, And then the the holy water, he's like, there's there's um like a Jehovah's Witnesses, for instance, they would consider crosses sacrilege. Mm. They don't use that. They, they don't believe that. Yes, that's true. Because in the true. Bible, it says you're not supposed to use any false idols or relics to represent God. I remember that because I remember my cousin telling me or that something. when I had a cross with like Jesus mm. on it when I was a kid and he's like, that's wrong. You know that, right? You're not supposed to be wearing that. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, well, you're, that's that blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what the hell? And they were Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So then they say, he's like, he's like, oh, I can't do holy water. He's like, tell him it's, it's just tap water. And he's like, that's tap water. And then that's when he agrees. So they, they want to prove this. So he's like, oh, great. I, you know, Jerry's like, tells his buddy, Billy, well, I guess we don't have to go. They're coming to me. So they go and they conduct this test. At first, Jerry is where he's like, you sure this is holy water? He's like, he's like, of course, you know, it is. And then he drinks it and nothing happens. He's like, you see? And then Charlie doesn't believe it. And as they're leaving, um, Peter Vincent pulls out this mirror. Like a pocket mirror. Yeah, it was a prop from one of the films, Orgy of the Damned. that's probably why his show got canceled. And they they quit. They fired him from the show because he's stealing props off set. Exactly. And, and this prop, he when he opens it, he sees no reflection of Jerry. That's right. And he's like, he freaks out and he drops the mirror like, oh shit. Like, and... And he's like, what's the matter? He's like, oh, it's just clumsy me. Well, we got to go by. We waste your time. When they get in the car, Charlie knows something is up. He sees Peter and he starts asking him, like, what'd you see? What'd you, you know, why are you shaking? And he's like, there was no reflection in my mirror. And he drives off and they're freaking out. And they, I feel like they all heard this. And then that's when Evil's like, I'm going to go home. He's like, no, we walk Amy home. So Jerry chases, like, starts following them. At one point, uh, 
for some reason, Evil Ed's like, let's walk down this dark-ass alleyway. In which, why are they walking into the city? How far does Amy live? Because they go into, like, this, like, area of freaking downtown where there's, like, no lights, basically. I mean, she anymore. probably doesn't even live within the same school district anymore. Seriously, it's like, what the hell? And then, so they're walking, and, and Evil Ed fakes it, like, oh, my God! And they freak out. And he's like, I need to give you a hickey because I'm a, you know, and they, they get mad at him. So it's the very cry wolf moment. Yeah. And then when he walks away, Amy and Charlie go their separate ways. That's when Peter, I mean, Jerry comes out and chases Ed. And then he gets him. He's like, they'll never make fun of you again. They'll never tease you or beat you up. Just grab my hand. And, you know, Ed is crying kind of and scared. And then he he agrees, grabs his hand and screams. And then that's when Amy's like, um, um, no, Charlie's like, maybe he's in trouble. Amy's freaking like, he's like, it's not funny, Ed. He's like, he's just pulling our leg. And then the power goes out everywhere. And when the power goes out, they see it's all destroyed and they see Jerry. So Jerry starts chasing them. As they're being chased, they just, they go to some club that's out. In, that's called the club. Yeah, a club that's called the club. Because they couldn't get creative. Yeah, they couldn't get in because the bouncer wouldn't let them in. So they run around the back and they go through a window. You don't even see a bouncer. It's just full of people standing at the front that they, for whatever reason, they couldn't penetrate a wall of people. Well, they're like, being like, hey, I was in line. I mean, if you're in line for a club and you've been waiting a half hour, you're not going to Which, gonna these are supposed to be high school kids anyways. How the hell do they expect to get into a club? Well, th- for them, they're just freaked out maybe and they're just trying to get somewhere. But they do end up going through a kitchen window. So I guess they serve food at this club? Yeah, because at all restaurants, the kitchen windows are just completely open with no glass, nothing that separates them from the outside. Anyone could just walk in all willy-nilly. Exactly. I mean, it, I, it's like... Oh, excuse me. Um, it's uncenter. Yeah, well, they jump through the window because the, the chef does show. He's like, hey, you guys can't come in here. And... and um. So when 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 they're when he's chasing them, that's when there's this cool ass scene where they're dancing in the freaking club. You don't get to steal my notes. I'm not stealing your notes. You're not stealing my notes. Oh, I'm stealing all your notes. Well, I caught something else. Oh that yes, you never okay. Noticed. No, you you got to talk about that. Something that that fully strands, stands out. So um, there's a scene where where Charlie's on the phone. Um, I think he's, I don't know who he's trying to talk to. I think he's talking to the police or his mother or somebody. Uh, but he's on the phone. And meanwhile, uh, vampire Jerry is putting <laughs> Marcy in like some, uh, some trance. And she's like, he's like walking in a zigzag pattern. And right when he's about to get really close to her, there is a mirror that's right there like there's there's these columns and it's mirrors that wrap around the columns and you can see his reflection in the mirror yeah you catch actually his reflection i even took a picture of it so i'll be posting this with which means he's not a vampire exactly he is not a vampire because yes there is a reflection and it's the scene where when he's walking you hear the freaking song by it's a ian hunter he does the song if you've ever watched um that 70s show, the intro song that Cleveland rocks, uh-huh. he's the guy, the original artist of that song. Uh-huh. And some other, like, you know, <laughs> once been and twice shy, some uh, great white did a cover of that, but he was the original artist. Um, And yeah, he does the song, A Good Man in a Bad Time. So it's like a cool, like, 80s, like, it sounds very gothy. I know his music's not goth, but it's very, I love, like, the, the way the song sounds, is the way his voice is, like, you uh-huh. know, um, is, and, 
at that point, you know, that's when freaking Amy is being like glamored, like in a trance by Jerry, like where she's finding the because even at one point these two girls they like rub on Jerry as he's walking by. They're they're all touching him. Exactly, and if you ever seen this one vampire movie, it's pretty cheap, but it was called Dracula Two Thousand. There's this scene where the Dracula is walking, I think, through a record store. And all the women are just getting all like turned on and horny by this guy. They're just glancing at him, be like, "Oh my gosh!" And that's supposed to be vampires are supposed to be sexy, and you're supposed to be like, "Oh my god!" Because they need to be able to take you in and get your blood. So they're, you know, they're all dancing, all sexy, playing this song. And then after that, when the next song starts, freaking, um, in which I posted it last night, the song is called "Give It Up," very 80s synth dancey that's when you see this cool scene it's like in dracula dead and loving it where like there's a mirror and they're dancing and she's dancing by herself oh and love that part and she's spinning that's what happened you see amy spinning around and she looks in the mirror and she's just spinning by herself but yeah. then she looks and she sees jerry and they're all dancing having a good old time having you know this and that and doing do yeah and then again getting all sexy they grab each other's booties and butts and all of that and then that's when uh, Charlie sees him, runs up, because he's calling uh, first the police. They don't, they ignore him. He calls Peter, but he's all, he's like freaked out because before this scene, Evil Ed visits him. Remember, he's like, "Let me in, let me in," and he just grabs him and drags he says, him. There's in. a vampire out here. Yeah, so he grabs him and pulls him in. In which he didn't say the words, "I invite you in." Okay, that's implied. He pulled him into <gasps> his house. How did how did uh, Jerry get in the club? That was the question we asked. Uh, we did ask that because we talked about how in, in what we do in the shadows, the movie, they couldn't get into the club because the bouncer would not literally invite them into the club. Yeah, he's like, just invite us in. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he's just saying, like, he's basically saying doors open, go inside. But he's not saying the words, I invite you in. Yeah, and they can't in. get into the club. So it's like, how does Evil Ed get into Peter Vincent's place also? Because he doesn't. Peter Vincent literally pulled him in. But that's not saying the yes, word. Yes, it is. All right. Based on what we do in the shadows, they would have screwed him up. So at that point, we find out he's a vampire. Uh, more annoying scenes uh, <laughs> where he's yelling. And he grabs Peter and he grabs a cross in which this scene doesn't make sense. He places the cross on Evil's forehead and it burns the hell out of him. Yeah. And then that's when Peter Vincent freaks out and he runs out. And then he falls and he, he Evil's a dog. No, that's later on. Yes. Yeah, that's later on in the movie. So so he's like, and Evil jumps out the window and runs away. That's when we cut back to the club. And then these bouncers come up. He's like, you're going to go outside. You better step outside, sir. And Jerry, like, grabs one of the, the guys. And he turns into a vampire, reveals himself. And he swipes at the, the one bouncer before he calls the other guy. He's like, Leon. And then that's when he goes and gets, the other guy gets him. And he lifts him up and rips his neck open and throws him. So everyone freaks the hell out during that whole craziness of, of freaking out jerry gets amy yes and they runs away so then that's when when charlie runs outside he sees the jeep and we see evil ed in the back of the jeep laughing at him pointing <laughs> so what does jerry do he run i mean what does uh charlie do he runs to peter and says i need your help and then you know he's trying to move away or whatever because he's packing a suitcase and he's like i need your help he's gonna die this and that and he's like i can't I'm, I'm afraid and he's all scared so he's like I, I'm going to go by myself. Charlie goes. He, he's going to go fight this off. And out of nowhere, we, you know, we see freaking uh, Peter Vincent show up. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm here. I'm going to help you. 
and he and he he decides to to help him and he's gonna fight off jerry and this is like the whole big climactic scene right and that's what it would be the finale and the the door opens so they're expecting them and then they go inside and then that's when at this rate he at, at this rate at this phase in the movie though he's already fucked charlie's sandwich Yes, because we see Amy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because we see Amy. And Amy, earlier in the movie, we see a painting that looks very familiar to um, someone that Jerry once knew. Again, that was Chris Sarandon's idea that he should have a little bit of more backstory. So there's someone that from his past that looks like her. Because well, that, that's uh, in Bram Stoker's. That's why he was obsessed with Winona, right? I believe because so. Because she looked like someone from the past. past. I mean, they, they, that tends to I be mean, a trope. That's a reoccurring thing with yeah. the vampires. You know, it's like someone looks like someone from the past. Because that was also the case in uh, um, uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It. Yes, Dracula Dead and Loving It. Um, that movie. We just watched it the other day. It was terrible. I laughed here at certain scenes, but as a whole, for it to be uh, Mel Brooks's last movie. I liked it more just as a, a kid. Yeah, I mean, she loved it. I didn't Owen like it. Owen liked it. Owen did enjoy it. So maybe it's just like for kids, but there's not a lot of kids stuff in that film. So mm -hmm. you got to cover the eyes at certain moments. But uh, with with um, Dracula Dead... No, no. Uh, with Fright Night, what were we talking before you jumped in? Because I got distracted because E said something and that was like important. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's uh, with Amy's look. When they when they do the test... The, the sandwich. Yes, but before that, the vampire test... Um, when they're going to do the vampire test, that's when Jerry sees Amy for the first time. He's like, who are these attractive teens or whatever, remember? Mm -hmm. And he goes, gets her hand, and does the old-timey kiss on the, you know, and she's like, ooh, I like him or whatever, remember? So that's where he notices, like, hey, because when they leave, he, he says that to Billy. He's like, wow, she looks a lot like her. And then that's when he steps on the mirror. Mm -hmm. So he knows, like, something's up. That's why he chases them. Um, so when they're going and fighting... Jerry comes out and he's he does this cool little effect with the nail. I have a question. Yes. Because I wrote it down and I wasn't paying attention to my notes. But when Chris Sarandon gets stabbed through the hand, he self-heals because he's a vampire, right? Yeah. Why didn't Eddie's forehead self-heal? It stays with the cross it's, forever. It stays, yep. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, if he self-heals, Jerry, when he calls... Charlie next door, his hand is still dripping blood, and the guy's wrapping it with something. Is it, it? It isn't. It's not healed. Is his hand wrapped during the rest of the movie? Though? No, it's no, healed. It's not. You're it's right. Healed. It took a while to heal. Oh shit. Heals. Yeah. Why the hell does he? Or maybe enough time just didn't pass for him to self heal. I don't know, because it was literally within the same day or night that freaking Evil Ed dies. Ooh. But it heals when he dies, when he turns human. Okay. But that's when Jerry comes out and he does his nail and it peels yes. away at the wood, yes. all cool like. And then that's he goes, "Welcome to Fright." Oh, I can't do it. Fright night. Fright night. I don't know. I can't do it. But yeah, he comes in. He's like for real or something. And then that's when like they're gonna fight. So at that point, Peter Vincent, he pulls out the cross in which it worked on Evil Ed, but yet right now it doesn't because he laughs. He goes, "That's not gonna work. You have to have faith." Faith, 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 faith. faith. <laughs> and but it, it so why did it work with with evil but not with uh jerry but then charlie pulls out his cross and then that's when he's like oh he freaks the hell out 
and then oh that's where we left out yeah the sandwich so that's why because he came out of a room and that's where he was before peter and charlie show up jerry's with amy and he turns her into a vampire she's basically yeah he so he's she's no longer what a sandwich no, he, he fucked his sandwich. Yeah, he, he fucked his sandwich. So he's a dirty sandwich now. <laughs> yeah, because that's what it says. He's like, he's like, why do vampires... And, and from what we do in the shadows, he's like, why do we like vampire? I mean, uh, virgins? virgins? He's like, well, he's like... He says it's... He, he, he makes a comparison to, like, a person as a sandwich. Like, would you want to eat a sandwich that everybody else fucked? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, so, yeah, so she was already a sandwich that got fucked. And at that point, that's when they're going to fight off Jerry. And they're trying to fight. And then he he goes away. And then they run into the room. And then they see that she's a vampire. So uh, they're, they're all... Oh, no. That's when freaking Billy shows up. This is what we're wondering if he's a familiar or not. Because when Billy's walking up the stairs... He's an undead familiar. Uh, freaking Peter Vincent had a gun. And he's like, this gun will be for somebody who's not a vampire. Because... Charlie mentions it. He's like, this isn't going to work on Jerry. He's like, he's like, yeah, but if they're, if the other one's human, it'll work. And they shoot him in the head. He falls. And we think he's dead. But then he gets up and they start shooting him over and over. Nothing. And he's walking like Frankenstein, like all slow. And then he gets him. But then at that point, that's when Peter stabs him. Mm-hmm. No, he lifts up Peter and he's about to throw him. But Charlie comes, stabs him. And then he, he goes back. And when he stands up, he looks and he just starts melting. Yeah. Like a, and then and then turns into sand and then just a skeleton left. Yeah, because it's all this goo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that's it. And it's a skeleton. So he's dead. And then that's when they, they go and they, they run to Amy. And they're trying to help her, but she's already been bit. And he's like, no! You know, and they're freaking out. And then, um, what you call it, freaking Peter Vincent gets freaked the hell out. Oh, and he runs across the street. I know we're, I'm probably mixing up some of these scenes, but he runs across the street. He goes, Mrs. Brewster, Mrs. Brewster. And then that's when um, freaking it's Evil Ed with the raggedy Why would he call his mother Mrs. Brewster? That's the last name. Charlie Brewster. So Charlie told was asking, was telling his mom Mrs. Brewster, Mrs. Brewster? No, I said Peter Vincent ran across the street. You're right. To go wake up Charlie's mom. Oh, you're right. Mrs. I'm sorry. Yeah, Mrs. Brewster wakes her up, but then Sorry. he sees that she's wearing... She, that she turned into Raggedy Andy. Yeah, <laughs> and it's Evil Ed, and he, like, freaks out. He's like, he's like... Turns out she works nights! He's like, she hold on, she left the notes! And he goes... Dinner's in the oven! Yeah, dinner is in the oven! And he's just... And that then, is the worst voice ever. Like you, like like, like you trashed Christian Bale for his vo- the voice he used on Batman. Who uh-huh. the hell did the casting for this movie and watched him talk like that and said, "This is our guy," <laughs> right? Um, so yeah, so he so he's right there with him, and and he's like fight. He's trying to fight him off. He does the 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 freaking cross again. He's like ooh, and then like he runs out all scared and he falls. And table breaks and then that's when the evil table Ed, breaks yeah table breaks and a wolf comes out and he pulls out the thing like the when he jumps at him he stabs him with the wood and goes Arr! like and a the, stake through the heart exactly he falls when peter vincent goes downstairs he's basically slowly turning back to human mm-hmm. like really slow and he keeps reaching his arm out and peter vincent's there's like a it's long very ass process emotional. yeah and then that's when he turns back to human and he's like <laughs> <laughs> like over and his death was like dubbed 
because his mouth didn't even match with his moans. Exactly. So when so he dies, and then that's when he's like, oh. so he gets his gets his like guard up again. Like, all right, let me go next door. Mm-hmm. He goes next door, and that's when they're gonna go fight. And at this point, Charlie is in the room, locked in the room with Amy, and downstairs is Jerry and Billy. Oh yeah, that's when they're downstairs because when he needs to let them out, so he's like, make noise, and then he's like, help, help. And then Jerry looks up from the basement, and he's like, oh, I guess someone has woken up, you know. And that's when Peter Vincent's trying to let out Jerry, and then that's when Billy comes out and attacks on and so forth. Well, when they're attacking, that's when um, Charlie, I mean, uh, Jerry goes up on the roof and he tries to wake up Amy. He's like, if you love me, you know, kill them for me or whatever. And she wakes up. They try to attack, you know, Peter and. Charlie, like she gets all scary. Yeah, and then that's when they attack Jerry because for some reason he decides to break through the one window in the living room, and the and as they're there, the clocks go off, and the sun starts shooting in. At least at that point, Peter because it's gonna be dawn. Yeah, Peter does get faith because he pulls out the the cross mm-hmm. and he goes, he's like, you have to have faith to, for that to work. And then he stands closer and it starts to realize like, oh shit, he finally got oh, the faith. Yeah. But then the sun comes, it starts, you know, hurting him. He turns into a bat and he starts attacking, but he gets burned by the sun. And that's when he goes downstairs. He flees down to his coffin. So, yeah, to the basement. When he goes to the basement, they're all down there fighting. Amy comes all seductive with long hair and sexy like goes after Charlie while Peter's trying to open the casket. Because he, you know, so he opens, he finally props the casket. And this is where you see Amy with that crazy mouth that they use on yes. the poster trying to attack charlie and they're attacking charlie in which that mouth was only supposed to use for like a quick second because they like ran out of money at this point so the guy's like that's only gonna be unseen for a few minutes and when they did it he's like great now they use that in all promotional material a lot of photos he's like fuck and the guy who made it was in you know how you like when you see some of the cosplays like with and you look at something and there's this little thing it just bugs the hell out of you because Mm -hmm. it's like great it's all over now that's how the guy did when he made because he was asked to do a shark style mouth oh. but like i said they he just did something over the weekend quick just like it's gonna be on frame for two seconds so the she's attacking charlie and then i liked they, it they finally open the, the casket and he decides to stab him in his shoulder between it actually it looks like it's between his arms like it's yeah, in his armpit and he, he he stabs him and he stands up like and they start fighting and it's a very much like i feel like dust till dawn was inspired by this moment because at that point they start breaking all these windows because all the uh-huh. lights start coming yeah. in. And then there's one light finally like when they're chasing Peter Vincent. And Charlie runs and removes like a curtain or some shit. And it hits Jerry and he goes, Aah! he flies back. He dies. Amy gets turned back to human. And that's the end right there of, of the fight. It's like, yay. So then we it goes to the next day. I guess the next day, in which at no... There was no police investigation. It was not boarded up. No cautionary tape. Nothing. It immediately goes up for sale the next day. Exactly. What about what about Charlie's car? Isn't the mom going to question, like, what the hell happened to your car? It's all destroyed. Like, no no questioning, no asking about any any aftermath. Like, what happened? Um. So it just shows them all making out again. I guess they've probably made love by this point now. And then on the TV, you see Peter Vincent. Peter Vincent goes. He's like, 
It's like, you know, been fighting vampires. We might know a thing, right? Charlie. And he winks at the camera, like, you know, to Charlie. It's like, all right, tonight we're going to put away all undead things. And this time our monsters come from the stars. And I was like, is this going to be the sequel to yeah, the movie? Where, like, movie. now Charlie and Peter are going to be fighting aliens, in which that doesn't happen. At that point, they, like... You know, they're kissing and Charlie gets up to turn off the TV and he sees quickly these red eyes and he's like, looks next door, but nothing. And then Amy's like, well, what is it? He looks again, keeps looking, nothing. He's like, oh, it's nothing. He lays down. They start making out and it cuts back to the window and you see two eyes pop yeah. up, red eyes. And then that's when you said, is it going to, is it aliens? Remember? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that would make sense because that's the way he mentioned we're no longer fighting vampires now it's aliens mm -hmm. and then that's when we once again hear the famous line oh you're the cool brewster and then the movie ends and then that's it and then there you go credits so it's like all right now all i know i haven't seen part two in freaking years and i've never seen it but in the very beginning it starts off with charlie in a therapist's office a therapist he's been going for three years and he mentions that he made up everything uh, like no after being in therapy he realized that uh jerry was just a, a serial murderer that his mind created the idea that he was a vampire and all that that happened so but that's all i, I remember from the beginning i need to watch the movie so maybe they answer because like that kind of puts in like maybe the cops did show up and all and he told them like yeah he's just a serial murderer i don't know who knows but that's all I know. But there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was Fright Night for us. So yeah, so here's the, the, the remainder of the episode with me and Freddy. And we're, we're talking about Fright Night. But like I said, it's completely different because we focus more on the behind the scenes of it and everything. So let us let me take it away with Freddy. So for us, Freddy's idea, we decided to bring you Halloween early. So we are for the next two months, we are going to be bringing you all horror slash Halloween movies. So it might not be full on like 100% horror scary, but it fits the theme of something to watch during Halloween's. Freddie picked four movies. I picked four movies. We're also going to have a bonus sci-fi episode uh, coming up. So, yeah, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. It's our theme Friday. I mean, uh, Halloween uh, spectacular. Before we catch up, well, you know, catching up with Depeche Mode style with the crew, I want to give out some shout outs because we have shout out. a lot of listeners from different parts of the world. Awesome. It's not just in the United States, man. So I want to give out for, for those of you because I'm seeing the downloads. I'm all for one. Thank you. I got to say Australia. Because we hit the chi the charts high in Australia. Wow. And I'm like, Australia. dude, we got some listeners up in Australia. So thank you for, for thank whoever you. you are. And what what I understand to our friends at Lore School Podcast, when they gave us a review when they gave us a review on iTunes, it doesn't show up on our iTunes, like on our version of iTunes. 
So like he screenshotted it, boy, he screenshotted it and sent it and says, yeah, it shows up on ours and it's weird. So my, I'm wondering if, if anybody from around the world has left reviews on their version of like iTunes or anything. I mean, our system is probably, you know, obviously different. So we may not be seeing it. So if you're giving us shout outs, review and stuff like that, you know, and we can't, you know, thank you, you know, and that's why he's in the UK and you know, of course their iTunes is different than ours. So that's why I'm assuming if you gave us reviews, thank you. So let's give out a shout out to Thailand, Australia, yeah. Austria, Austria, Germany, All India, right. New Zealand, Ukraine, France, uh, United Kingdom. Did I say? Yeah, I already said it. Netherlands and Canada. And I think that was it, right? Yeah, that's everybody. Those are all wow. the countries that um, locations all throughout the world who are have been freaking just giving us love on our podcast. So a huge shout out to all of you. Whoever's listening, I see I can clearly see where these downloads are coming from. We don't know you personally, but if you're able to email us, Instagram us, Facebook, all 88 miles per hour podcast, we would love to hear from you. And especially all you fans here in the United States, uh, we also see your downloads. So thank you, everybody who's been listening, tuning in, checking Muchas us gracias. out. Muchas gracias, yes. amigos. And gracias. Yes, exactly. And you guys are going to be uh, in for a treat for these next two months. You know, So I hope you guys like it. This week is Freddie's pick, the new series. The Halloween of September, 88 Miles Per Hour podcast. The last series that we did was the podcast crossover where we had the great podcasts out there like our friends at Lore School Podcast, Ruining Our Childhood Podcast, the That's Life Podcast, and Chicano Shuffle. So once again, all of you for, you know, all of you that are listening from the podcast, we thank you guys for, for being a part of it. It was a huge success. Um, just seeing all the, the feedback downloads that we were getting, like, you know, thank you again for, for all of you coming on and for any new fans that we got from those shows, we welcome you. Thank you. And any of our fans that jumped over there, you guys are awesome for doing that. So, yeah, so, so that, that was a huge series. So we're, we're going to start a new series. So because it was Freddie's pick, I'm going to let him start because he, there's a reason why he picked this movie and, and yeah, so I'm just going to hand it over to this guy. Hey, 88 miles per hour brings you the movie Fright Night. Yeah, see, that's how it's done. Yeah, 1985. Yep. And uh, it's a great film directed by Tom Holland. And uh, why don't you take it away? So this film, we're gonna. This is gonna be the the official 35th anniversary episode. This movie was originally released in August 2nd of 1985. This movie was a budget around. I'm honestly just gonna say like close to 10 million dollars, but yeah. it was a massive hit <gasps> for that year. It was the biggest uh hit that summer of a horror film it was it made 24.9 million dollars it seems like cake like now like like whatever but back when that was a massive hit when, when it came to the 80s this is one of those films like before lost boys you know you had this one fright night man this vampire film this film yes it was directed by tom holland 
who it was, uh, I believe he was also the writer behind this film where he previously wrote two scripts and those two scripts were garbage. Like they were, they were made into films that he hated. So he decided to jump in and be like, you know what? No, I, I want to direct this movie because I don't like what they did with my scripts last time. So I'm going to jump in and, and do it. Also too, another movie that he directed that may possibly be a part of this series is Child's Play. So yeah, so there's two horror movies from the 80s directed by this guy. This movie, the concept is basically it's a vampire story with the boy who calls wolf. Um, and and yeah. then it, it's 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 freaking it's great. It's it, you know the the main uh, vampire is played by Jack Skellington himself, Chris Sarandon, who also played another great role in the 80s. He was in freaking Princess Bride. Uh, Roddy McDowell, who, if you're Planet of the Apes, I'm Planet of the Apes, uh, he's in this film. We also have Willem Ragsdale, who is also in, in Waxworks. Uh, and then Stephen Jeff Stephen Jeffries, right? I always say Stephen because of the stupid P. It always throws me off. But he plays Evil Ed. And also, Marcy <laughs> Darcy is in this movie. Yes, from uh, Mary with Children. Yes, who became a big time uh, freaking uh, director herself who who uh, directed a lot of uh, television and uh, I know she started directing uh, Married with Children at the time in you which I funny. can't find her actual name where the hell yeah. is she? Well, you know, I'm looking at the pictures now what they look like, they've oh, all aged go. pretty different they've all Amanda Beers. Yeah, Bierce. Amanda Amanda Beers. I, I read that earlier, she's like Beard? No, it's Beers. Amanda Beers. And, Amanda uh, Beers. Yeah, she looks great in this movie. But you know what? It's funny. Of course, we're going to go and talk more into detail about it because I watched it again with my girlfriend who's yeah. younger than me. And I, I said, I want you to watch this movie with me again. Well, uh, for me to watch it with you and see. And she thought it was very uh, a very entertaining, funny 80s movie. Yeah. But, you know, it was, um, um, it's a classic. I mean, I enjoy just everything is still filmed in you know 35 millimeter <laughs> you can tell yeah uh it was all shot in you know like outdoors and studio and just the way they made the, the props the house the inside of the house you know and just made it just you know a very cool 80s vampire movie because i just want to correct myself he wasn't in waxworks I just threw it. Uh, I don't know. I thought he was in Waxworks. So oh, I know no. people are. No, I always confuse him yeah. with the guy in Wax. No, he was in Mannequin on the move. The sequel to Mannequin. <laughs> but, anyways, go on. And oh, Herman's Head. I remember that. Herman's Head. But, anyways, go on. Sorry who, for cutting you off. No, no. Who is this? We're going back? This is uh, William Ragsdale. I thought. Cause I, oh, I, okay. I, I confused that him. That guy, look at his picture now. He looks so different, dude. Like, what happened to him? Like, he does not look like. I mean, it just looks different. I was, I had to do a double take, and now I'm looking at another picture of him. Yeah, see, here, here's, here's my problem. Zach Galligan is from uh, freaking Gremlins. I confuse. I've always right. confused him yes. with, you know, William. So that was why I said Waxworks. But I realized they both like, have you know that what? similarity. Yeah, they have like the same look, and that's why. So I, you know, you guys don't have to try to message me or tweet me out or whatever, being like. Hey, that's not the guy. You go to the <laughs> man. What's wrong with you? 
going Get on? your movies right, man. Yeah. Get a movie. No, right. he was in Mannequin too, man. On the move, and which I remember, <laughs> my mom loved that movie. So growing up, I saw that movie a lot because it was always playing on at the house. So yes, uh, Mannequin and Herman's Head. Um, but yeah, like yeah, you know. But he was, dude. He was 24 at the time when this movie was made. And uh, what's her name? Marcy Darcy. Amanda. Um, really? She she was uh 27. Yeah, the time. Oh, so wow. they were much older because I was wondering too because you know they they show like the she she's like dressed and she has a white dress and you know you could obviously see you know her boobs um her nipples and they purposely did that because before that scene the director requested like the costume designer or whoever to rub ice cubes on her nipples. So I guess because they wanted them to stand out, it, right? Right. That was back in the day. You can't do that now. You know like, what? It's, it's, it is funny. That, I mean, these movies are very like very sexy out there. I mean, they, that's one of them too. They would like to, you know, here's some ice. We would like to see more of that on the screen. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, that's what my girlfriend. Just, she was watching this, and she was like, "Oh my god!" This, especially that that one scene. Well, we're going to talk about scenes, but. You know, they're dancing in a nightclub and it's all <laughs> rubby dub, you know, <laughs> oh, they're like sexy vampire movies, Excuse like me. seductive, you know, that seductive yeah. scene. Um, and I was, when this movie came out, I was 15 when this movie came out. So I got to oh, see, okay. I got to see it with some other friends of mine. We went out on, uh, this was when I lived in Southgate, there was a movie theater called the Allen Theater on Tweety, still there, but closed. And yeah. that's where I would watch all of my horror films. And that's that's freaking I, cool, man. Yeah. So so you got to see this in the theater when it was released. Because I was wondering yes. about that, because this is like the perfect, the, the your age was the perfect timing for this. Oh, totally. Yeah. As well as uh, I saw so many of my horror films there at the Allen Theater, because it was in walking distance from my house, or we would take yeah. the bus. And that was our theater of our community. Uh, yeah, so I got to see that. I got to experience the whole promotion of it, seeing the posters and, you know, back then you had newspapers and you would see, you know, all the posters from all the horror movies that are coming out and uh, just the hype of it. Of course, we didn't have social media today, like, you know, you share everything. No, it was word of mouth. It's, oh, I saw this movie. or And then you see the trailer on the TV, you know, on the TV programs. And the poster yeah. really catches your eye. That's oh, totally. what I love about the design for this poster. Yeah, yeah. It looks amazing because it's 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 so recognizable. And, and back when, like, the the art itself is what caught your attention. If you didn't catch it in theaters, just the box art on the VHS. I love the it. The video store. Yeah. You're like, dude, what is this? This looks scary. Like, I, I think it's a great design. I mean, what's yeah. funny about this is that because that, that's a man and Amanda Byers character when they had the prosthetic. Well... What, what had happened is they wanted to create a, a mouthpiece that kind of resembled like a shark mouth, right? And they had run out of money for for the to do work more on the prosthetics. So they, they use about like a, a million dollars alone on all the, the effects and everything, creature right. effects and so on and so forth. So the guy who was in charge of, you know, he's like, he, he rigged something up over the weekend. And he's like, well, since we're only going to have this scene really quick, like, if she comes out and it shows her real quick, it's all right if it doesn't look perfect. Well, sadly, all the production, like, production, art, and, like, promotional, there we go, promotional material featured the stupid mouth. And it bothered him because it's, like, to him, imagine you release a song and you're, like, 
fuck like there's always this one little part that bothers you but you're right. stuck with it you know you're like i right. can't change it that's how he felt about this because it's like dude like now it's on the goddamn poster and they're using pictures of it on 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 like for the film you're like great and yeah so that's why i like that look but it, but still it stands out like this poster whenever you see this image it, it for years it always stuck with me growing up especially seeing that to me it was scary because i was little at the time you know when this movie came out i was four so this was a scary movie for me you know growing up like i said i would, I would walk by the movie theater and then back then in the 80s you would have the poster and then you would have some photographs stills of a scene from the movies because that's yeah. how they would do it and they would be black and white so they would either have two of them or three of their best scene and it would be one of let's say uh um of um hold on let me get his of uh, chris mr jerry dandridge the yeah. vampire uh doing you know you know already looking like a vampire and then another scene of either another actor and so that would create an interest like oh my god that looks really good look at that vampire you know and you would buy a ticket and go see this movie i mean this movie was it's cool because it it's like living in your neighborhood. You always wonder, is there a vampire here? Because you hear, you know, it's like, yes, yeah, and a house is very scary looking. Who lives there? Mm -hmm. And that's what this movie is about. It's about this guy who comes in and lives, uh, comes into uh, this next door, his next door neighbor. And uh, this guy who's into horror films is so into it that he thinks there is a vampire living next door. And yeah. sure enough, there is. And that's what this movie is about that, the, you know, um, I forgot what I was just going to say. All these <laughs> well, ideas the, just the came concept, into my mind. I love the concept behind this film because what 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 I love about the 80s is that the 80s very much, even though, okay, I know I mentioned that his real age, he was much older. But our, our what we know of this film, let's stick to the movie on this aspect. He's a teenager. So he's a right. high schooler. We know he's in high school. And what I loved about the 80s is that they put, uh, kids slash young adults, teenagers in dangerous situations. And that's what I love. That's why you got the Goonies, you know, you got freaking Explorers, you got Stand By Me, you got freaking Monster Squad. Like right. you got all these films of all these like kids doing stuff, you know, either saving the day or having adventures on and so forth. So what I loved about this is because you don't have all these adults. The adults are ignoring him, you know, so so it's up to them or him to stop the day. But the part that I love the most is that he sees this guy on TV who's always talking about like showing horror movies, vampire movies, stuff. And he's like, oh, I see. I believe in vampires. I've seen Mr. him. Peter Vincent. So he goes Peter out Vincent. to ask for help to help me. And this guy at first is like, whatever. And he's only tricked to going to help because of, you know, the girl offers him. Amy gives him a $500 saving bonds because he had no money. And he himself sees that it's a vampire. And, and so it's like, at that point, you, you know, it's like, it's cool because you get this old guy who's like starting to believe and this kid, and they're going to save the, basically the world. You could say the everybody, you know, and I like that. I like that, that idea of, of having this kid, no one believes. And he gets this guy who's on TV, who plays this. It's very much like doing like a, you know, like, Three Amigos or Galaxy Quest, where these guys are pretending to be something who are not, but yet they still save the day. I love that idea. And it's still full-on horror. People die in this film. It's it's an R-rated film. So you still have elements of, of, of humor, horror, 
suspense, you know, action. It's it all around. It's a great freaking movie. Yeah, it's fun. And uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a really fast movie, too. You're just like, as soon as it begins, you're it starts and it's like a roller coaster ride. And um, I love the music. I love the whole feel of just the way it was filmed. Um, the house of creepy um, and the vampire, this vampire is Mr. Cool, sexy vampire. Like, you know, it's just like, you're like, you know, you look at him, you're like, wow, Mr. Suave here, but he's a vampire, you know, seducing this, his girlfriend who is, you know, Marcy Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, let, let, let me, let me, uh, talk about an interview here uh, with uh, the director, Tom Holland, because he himself um, came up, you know, he, he came up with the idea of a horror movie fan being convinced that his next door neighbor was a vampire. But that's the thing. He wasn't happy with that. Like he just felt like, okay, this it's a kid and he sees his neighbor. It's like, it, you know, rear window, you know, Disturbia did something like a remake of that where it's always the, the neighbor kid or whoever like something's going on they they recently did a movie like that with uh what's her name uh, amy adams i believe where she's like sees stuff across the street and who knows what's happening so that concept is like has been going on till now obviously based with that newer movie till back in the day so he felt like i need i need to do something so he's like he's like you know it's him he's like uh, what's he going to do, Holland asked, because everybody's going to think he's mad. The story uh, pre-coded in his mind for a year, and finally one day while discussing it with John Byers, who was the head uh, story department of Columbia Pictures, he finally figured out what the boy would do. Of course, he's going to go to Vincent Price. In that era, may, many local TV stations in the United States had horror hosts, such as, uh, I don't know how to pronounce that, Zachary, uh Seven Ghoul, and the nationally syndicated, everybody knows, Elvira. So Holland decided it would be natural for the boy to seek aid from a local host. The minute I had Vincent Price, I had the story. Charlie Brewster was the engine, but Peter Vincent was the heart. Uh, once he conceived that character, Holland knocked out the first draft of the script in three weeks. And I was laughing the entire time, literally on the floor, kicking my feet in the, in the air with hysterics. So that, that's the thing. The moment he came up with the idea, like, you know, what is this kid going to do? No one's believing him. So after the cops are like looking at him, whatever, and he's obsessed with watching these shows, of course, he's going to go to that guy, dude, you can help me. And I love that. That's, that's what that, you know, and it's true that he made, Peter Vincent is the heart to this story. And I like that. And originally this was supposed to go to Vincent Price, Vincent Price. Um. So imagine, you know, and at this time, you know, Vincent Price, his health was declining and so on. And, and uh, what I read, he was trying to get away from horror genre in general. You know, I think the last film he did may have been Edward Scissorhands and that was in the nineties, but at this point he, you know, so, but imagine this film with Vincent Price, like I, I get, you know, Roddy McDowell, he's, you know, he's great in this role. You know, uh, I love him as Peter Vincent, but just imagine having Vincent Price, Fighting these vampires who's supposed to be Vincent Price with this kid, dude, it would have freaking been amazing. And his voice, but like fending off vampires. I mean, come on, man. I, I thought that would have been great. I mean, obviously we didn't get that, but that would have been awesome. I just get goosebumps just by you describing it and having Vincent Price. Not that um, 
Roddy Mr. McDowell. Peter Vincent. Roddy yeah, McDowell. Yeah. He was good. I mean, I liked, I've always liked his, his um, character. I've always liked the way he portrayed it. And he made us believe like he was a believer himself. He was just doing it to pay a check, you know, and then here's the real deal. You're like, oh man, I really have to do this and strike a, <laughs> strike a wooden, you know, uh, into a vampire's heart. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but I think, you know, I mean, yeah, we all wish we can have that, but what we got on this film and it, it made it, I mean, it, it's still today. Like I said, I haven't seen this film in a long time. It's always one of my favorites. I can watch it over and over and over again and I can have it in the background. But yeah. now that it's a Halloween, I think it's a pretty good film to start off with all the other ones that we have in mind to kind of kick it off. It's a fun one. It's, it's a, uh, it's a it's just a fun '80s horror film. Well, let's talk about the actual film. We got we dug in about you know the actors, the 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 production side of it, the way this movie was conceived. But now let's truly start on on talking about the actual movie because it's like right away in the beginning, it like no time is honestly wasted introducing Jerry because right when it starts off, you you, you minus Evil Ed. You, you're introduced to everybody. So you're introduced to the kids because, you know, it's, it's the typical, you know, you know, they're supposed to be studying and they're up in the room and Charlie's just trying to get fresh. Like he's trying to move on to like, you, you know, know, it's funny. It's totally my girlfriend was like, why does it always the eighties starts like this where there's a couple, you know, having a, uh, 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 a moment and it's always like that and then the camera angle it's going to the bed you know and they're having yeah. you know, a moment of a couple moment there and, all, and I, I, I was like yeah they all start <laughs> like that I guess and then it just moves into the characters but um, yeah yeah he's like yeah because so, like so that's the thing like he keeps like making out and he keeps moving his hand up for sure all this and that and he's like she's like stop knock it off you know and and he's like what we've been going together for a year like what the it's like that's it's it's a it's a trope throughout history of film where it's always like that i thought you loved me we've been together forever like it's like you know oh, that, charlie stop charlie yeah, and it's just like you know and it's like nowadays like i don't think tv the films will do that today but back in the 80s that was like the thing that you would see where like it's always the guy like well come on man and that that's literally what you're seeing this couple fighting over the fact that they've been going for a and the guy just wants to get laid like why can't we move forward but at least we know that he truly does care and love her so this isn't just one of those like you know moments where like hell in cobra kai that happened not, where there, not, there is a guy who's just lying to get laid and we understand it you know but God. still like this guy's trying to get off fresh while his girl for some reason agrees like all right fine starts taking her top off that's when the real movie starts like where he looks out the window and he notices the new neighbors are moving in and he sees a casket yes and he's like what the fuck like and and imagine that you're looking out the window and you see someone carrying a casket down a basement listen are, are, if there was a breast in front of me i don't want to be looking down in the other window <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> that's just me breast or i mean if i'm looking at my girlfriend that i'm talking about or you know you know, or neighbor coffin. I don't know. <laughs> That's what what is, I think it was, um, ah, damn it. Next Friday where he's counting his cash and his cholo friend. He's like, Hey dog, what are you doing? Look, I got these girls. Come on, let's go. And he's like counting money. So he's like, 
uh, big old titties or counting fitties? And he's like debating <laughs> which one. And I'm quoting a movie, ladies and gentlemen, so don't freak out. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, he's like, that's what he's like debating. Like, should I take these honeys or count on my money? You know, and that's yeah. like, you know, there you go. It's like I could see a casket. Or I could see some boobs. Like, what do I want to do? I mean, come on. <laughs> you know? And it's oh just like. It, it, <laughs> but it's like, that's the part where he just like completely everything. Because even she says it. It's like, I thought you, you know, you yeah. wanted I thought this, you like, wanted me. What's going on now? Now the vampire. And he's all just distracted. And she just leaves. And he's still like. But I guess it's trying to show his obsession with what he's into. Because he's all the horror fan. He loves all that stuff that he sees this casket. So, of course, it's going to catch his attention. So, it's trying to show that his focus is on this stuff so much that it completely brushes away his girl. In which... I, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say because it, it, it goes downstairs where they're fighting about... You know, and they're saying it out loud that they're going to sleep together. And the mom is right there. She overhears everything, but she doesn't even care. No, my mom would say, Cochinos, what are you doing? Get out of here. But she would kick my girlfriend out of the house. What are you doing? There's no sex involved here in this house. Exactly. There's no, dude, I couldn't bring anybody uh, home. I was like, oh, my wife friends have that? Oh, my God. Free. Free. Seriously. You can have sex in the house. Like, there's no way. My dad told me, this is not a hotel. You're going to take your business somewhere else. You're not going to bring it out of that at my house. If you want to do that, go get your house. So it's like, I'm like, wow, okay. Too, that's yeah so that was funny yeah what i i don't even know how that's possible and then the mom is like oh thank you for helping him study like yeah right freaking i'm not gonna like my parents wouldn't let me do that I have a girl in my room but yet the mom over here is because they flat out say that and, they were gonna have sex and if growing up and if they were in our room the door would be open yeah exactly you know, we would never, we would never close the door. They always wanted to know. No, we no closed doors in this house. You know? Yeah, no, hell no. But I, I could never. I was in like my twenties already, and I couldn't bring a girl home like that, dude. Forget that. Unless we were having like a party, and I had friends over, and there was a girl, like you know. But no, I couldn't individually no. just invite a girl who I was seeing or dating. No, but then we think, you know, it's been a year. So they've been together for a year. Okay. Then she's got more rights than, you know, she can hang out. You know, I guess that's just the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, where were we at? Yes. She's coming down. And I like the relationship he had with the Hold mom. On. Welcome to intermission. All right, so, oh so yeah, with, so we were talking about <laughs> yeah, the I, relationship with the mom. The mom was like, "Oh, come on, it's okay if you can have sex in the house. Just you know, clean up after yourselves." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was yeah. like, "Wow, you guys, wow, all right." Yeah, and even then, because he he makes mention like about and, like, and there was no father in the picture. Yeah, there was a single mother. Single and mom. No, no dad. Single mom, no dad. Hardworking, yeah. just middle class, you know, lady working and exactly. providing for her family. Start working the, nat- the late shift. That's the late shift. Yeah. Yes. So that leads to like them, like, you know, having that little spat, whatever. Oh, new neighbors moved in. Oh, I saw them, whatever. It was like, oh, it was weird. So when they're in the cafe, that's when you're starting to hear the TV in the background. You know, reports say uh, someone's head was 
found or you know people dying so they're giving the little hints that things happening in in the area people Ah. are dying yeah and that's why she comes for some reason she apologized she wasn't in the wrong he was the asshole yes she apologizes to him but what happens he gets distracted by the tv and that's when evil edge shows up when we're introduced to the cool friend and they're talking, and then that's when she throws the the burger in his face, the chili burger. And what what's the famous line, bro? You said it on text when we started talking about this movie. You're so cool, Brewster. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Brewster, you're so, so yeah, so right. You're cool. so cool, cool, Brewster. That should be a T-shirt. Yeah, actually, I, they do have shirts like that. I already. bet they do. They do they have do. one of him with the cross. You know, yes. he's like, he's and, and I think it says, "You're so cool, Brewster." Oh, really? That's freaking yeah. cool. That shirt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, freaking. And, and that's when we're introduced to Evil Ed. And yeah. he's cool because he is, I guess he's like a nerdy kid who's also knows about horror, but not really. He, he's not, he doesn't believe stuff like Jerry does because he kind of makes fun of him about it. And he's he, like that friend that he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever, dude. It's like, you're thinking about it too much. Come on, Charlie. Yeah, oh, he's he, like he teases him a lot every yeah night. he's like that teasing friend that we all had you know it's like hey man seriously dude i saw a vampire you're crazy freddy come on man you saw you know yeah he's one but of those it, it's one of those dudes that's very hard to, to to be on your side as far as like you know being real but that's who he, i actually have a friend like that to this day i still have him he's like kind of he reminds me of of him so <laughs> yeah and, and you know what's 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 crazy is that you know just to real quick um the relationship that you have with jerry and evil um it shows like they're a real true friendship like they're actual friends and and you know he cares about them and like you see these three in, with amy and like they're they're she cares about them he cares that you know even though he teases that they're friends that's the one issue with the remake where they got wrong uh Jerry, um, or I think they call him Charlie. No, I mean, I'm, why do you keep saying Jerry? But all right, Charlie, because it's Charlie Brewster, yes. not Jerry. I kept calling him Jerry. So everybody listening, I get it. I corrected myself. Charlie uh, basically stops being friends with Ed. He becomes that kid who like, you know, it happens to everybody. There's friends that are all through elementary, junior high. And at one point they separate. One becomes cool. The other one stays the same. And that's what happens in the remake. That's what the remake gets wrong. So if you're wondering, I wonder what the real remakes like compared to the original. Evil Ed is the one who's obsessed with horror. Evil Ed loves horror. In this film, Charlie's the horror fan. He loves watching Peter Vincent, so on and so forth. You don't get that in the remake. Charlie thinks he's he's too cool for school. He's dating the hot girl, and he leaves Ed behind. He's like, oh, we don't hang out no more. We're not friends. That's what I hate. In this film, I love that they're friends. They get together. Like He doesn't blow him off. He doesn't think he's too cool for school. He's just this kid who's, who's just basically sees something and no one wants to believe. And the mom makes the worst mistake ever because Charlie, he keeps looking out the window. He sees shit going on. He sees that prostitute. Remember when he's arriving from school? Yes, I was just about that. She brings, she comes in and she's all dressed up, oh, yeah. 80s, you know, the way. It's funny because I look at the fashion of how people used to dress up in the 80s. And yeah, you see this prostitute come in and she's like, hi. And then she just walks into the house. It's like, whoa. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> like whoa. Damn, this vampire rolls like that? Damn. You know, like what? What are your favorite scenes in this movie? 
I well, I like when I see P Peter Vincent because I grew up watching the classic horror films like Frankenstein and all that, and it reminded me. And of course, I grew up with Elvira, you know. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Idiot calling me right now. Don't call me. <laughs> um, uh, it'd be like God, Freddie, you're so mean. No, that this guy's an idiot, so I don't want to talk to him right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what was I saying? See, I lost my track of mind. Yeah. Oh, my favorite you're, scenes. You're, I, I, okay. Yeah. What yeah, I like scenes? the beginning of the film. You see that, you know, Fright Night and Fright Night and that whole, it kind of like sets the tone for Halloween for me. That's why I, I like this movie. It's like, once you hear that, you're like, yeah, it's that Halloween season, you know? Um, yeah. What are my favorite scenes? Well, I like the scene where he's very seductive to her. It's just, really cool the way they filmed that in a nightclub in a packed 80s nightclub and it's the music very cheesy 80s music that they uh that they uh you, you know had license for that um i like the uh the effects uh when uh mr billy cole gets uh killed and he's all melting and it's you know it's funny because my girlfriend was like oh my god that seems so funny it looks like it's um what is that show uh i forgot that where it's that smut sm uh you know all that you talking about like yeah something like that she <laughs> reverted to that she's like what is that is that what is that called that green stuff that one well, show that you get some uh slime yeah, there slimed. you go i mean it's like double there <laughs> or, oh you're talking about like you can't do on well, whatever but one of those slime shows that's what it looked like as this guy was you know Hey, what the hell is he supposed to be? Though? You know what? It was weird because he was like, of course, but he was like an evil, you know, just an, an evil monster too as well because he, but he was like, they just yeah, made. Yeah, because is he a monster? Well, he was part of like, part of the vampire. Uh, it's just weird. Yeah, it was kind of weird the way like, it was just. He could be out in the daytime. He, he got shot in the head. It didn't kill him. He got Maybe he was half dead and half alive. He wasn't fully there. So that's why he, he was able to go during the day. And then. Yeah. It wasn't until he got yeah. stabbed by the, the, the table. Right, right. Or whatever the hell it was that right. killed him. And he just died. Like, it was weird. Like, I was wondering about that. Like, where the, what the hell is he? Because you would think he's a familiar because, like, you know, when, when you watch, you know, like all the things, like what we do in the shadows now, like Guillermo, like it's just a human being who takes care of the vampires while they're asleep and watches on helps dispose of bodies and shit. This guy was like a, like a monster in some sense. Well, he, he was a creature. He was a creature a of the way. night, you know, he, he was a creature of the go. night who can be, you know, available during the day and night. He was the assistant of, of yeah. the vampire. So that was his role. So he gets killed and, you know, slimes all over down, which was really cool effects. Yeah, it was. It was um, cool I mean, there wasn't a lot of like, there's just a mystery about this like movie. Um, I don't know, so many. The end, uh, the end shots, you know, where you see the vampire get all destroyed by the light that is being from the broken windows. That scene, the end scene. Yeah. I feel like they took like dust till dawn. Yeah, that's what like, it reminded uh, me of, like that whole scene. Inspired yeah, by that scene. It's funny how they portray like the vampires back in the eighties, these big they look like di dragons or stuff. It was like well, that's weird. It's like the big 
you know, like you said, the big jaws, it was all about the big jaws, you know, the big mouth with the fangs and all that. Well, see, that's what right? I like. In, in like when you see a vampire, I want them to look demonic when they turn into a vampire. You know, like Lost Boys did that. You know, this did that. Um, I didn't watch it, but I've seen photos where Buffy, I guess they did that. Like where like a vampire is supposed to look like sexy, sexy, seductive, charming, because they're supposed to be able to get exactly. the victim because they yeah. need the drink <clears throat> blood. But I like that when they become did you see a how... vampire, they yeah, look it was like funny monsters. when uh Amy, she looked like a typical, you know, just an 80s girl, very, very, you know, yeah. the way she dressed. My girlfriend was making fun of her. Like, who dressed her? <laughs> Did you see girls like that dressed? I go, yeah, you would see girls like that dressed in, in high school. Yeah. And then, and yeah, like overalls, yeah. overalls with her hair all just kind of, and then she became this sexy vampire, you know. How did she grow her hair? Yeah, it was they all did. Long. They put a wig or something. But she looked good. She was like, wow, she looks, <laughs> well, of course, she looks very, but very, you know. It's like, did a, becoming a vampire exactly. make her hair and, grow long? Because she yeah, had short-ass hair. You know, of course, a magic of, you know, she had these poofy hair of 80s. And then, of course, the big mouth of, of the vampire, which was like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh. She's not. No, she's, she's a, a sexy, sexy vampire. vampire. But she, they made her look like one of the brides of yes. like Dracula because she yeah, had the yeah. white well, dress. Like that well, was cool. Like that, you know, it's going yeah, back to the yeah, old Yeah, exactly. Well, it was what? It was the vampire reminded her him of, I guess, there was a remember that portrait of her and she looked like her. Yeah, so. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah, see that that's what was cool that I like that how they had that. Because I feel like that's a trope in films like that's been throughout the years now where, you know, with this film, like I like I don't know if they've done it before, but for me, I'm introduced to it in this film where like there's a portrait and they look very similar to the person who's around now, like someone long ago. Yeah. for I was trying to think of I know there's other movies, but the only one that comes to mind is that horrible haunted mansion movie. But I mean, where it's like the mom looks like the painting and it was someone from long ago. Yeah, but like, that we've seen that before, and I like that they did this. Yeah, I like it because it makes it eerie. It makes you it know? like wow, someone from the past from that era looks like today. Yeah, like, who is who this is person? This? Who it was her her lover yeah. before Jerry right. was a vampire. Or was it someone that during he was a vampire? Like she died this and person, yeah. Who is this? So I like that. I like that they added. Yeah, that so there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that stuff in in the film. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, see, that's why. Like, I like that again. If they don't waste any time every day, I think I feel like this takes place in like three days. Where yes, you know, it's... because right away he's gonna attack Jerry. He comes to his house, and it, what what sucks the rule. If you invite your a vampire into your house, they're yeah. welcome in, you know, and and the who what happens? He comes home and the mom invites him into the house. And I love how he says, oh, I guess I could come over whenever I want. And you're like, Fuck. like you're, you're he's screwed. Like he's like, damn it. And I, I, he's like, I like that, that, you know, and he comes over that night and he breaks the door on his mom's door so she can't come out. And he almost tries yeah. to kill him. You know, in the room, and you see him a full-on vampire. Like that was badass. I think that's where he gets the cross. 
and he puts it over his hand and it burns his hand. Like I always like the mythology of all the how yeah, to destroy a vampire. School. Oh, another scene too is when evil is in his mother's room and he's wearing that red yes. wig. He looks like the raggedy, yeah, the raggedy Ann. Ann. and his dinner <laughs> is served. Yeah. And then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, that's why I like Evil Led. I love how he was so, like, I, I don't know if it was exaggerating his roles, but he was you over know, the top. My girlfriend, she's there like, he is annoying. Are you serious? You got to have an evil in this. It's like, what is it? It's like, you got to yeah. go, I have friends who are like that. This guy reminds me of that dude who was just like, yeah, very, the same it, here. He was just very, just loud and over dramatic on certain things, you know? When they drive away, when they get Amy after the club and he's in the Jeep yeah, just like, ah! laughing, like that's real. Like, I'm like, I know if I had like certain friends I knew and they turned into vampires, they'd be the dick in the back laughing at me, be like, ah, we got your girl. <laughs> you know, it's like, I think he played the character, the, the role right. Oh, like, a, and when he dies, yeah. oh. like it sucks. Yeah, that was a, that was a crazy scene. And that scene reminded me of American Werewolf in London because they were using they were using that yes. type of technology of the transformation from you know and then another thing too she goes why is he a wolf well vampires always yeah they that's the thing when I was a kid see I I didn't talk about how I was introduced to this film when I uh, the way I watched this movie is oh, okay. in the early 80s um you know I had an older brother and you know they they he had his friends who were his age but they had older brothers who were teenagers during the 80s and when they would have sleepovers i'd you know wind my way and cry my way into going being able to be a part of the sleepover so there was this one sleepover where um i had to be like 86 or something like that and you know the brother's like oh we're gonna put this movie and it was fright night and i remember watching it i thought it was scary but they would play that movie because they thought it was cool because it's sleepover you got to watch something scary so that's the first time i ever saw the movie was then was freaking when we watched fright night so i thought that was awesome but for me throughout the years when you know when i saw it like it was always on TV, so I never saw it fully. Like, that's the thing. Like, I made mention this on the old episode where, like, 100% as a kid, I saw it. But anytime I caught it, it was one of those where, like, if it's on TV, I'll watch it. Oh but I never God. saw it fully because I didn't own it on VHS. I didn't own it on DVD or anything like that. So if it's just on, I would catch it. But that was always one of those things when I was young. Why is he a werewolf? But I learned as I got older more so from video games uh, from the Castlevania series, like the symphony of the night um, vampires have that ability to turn into like a, a where a wolf, uh, you know, a bat, a, a, a form of creature. So that's why, like he was able to turn into a dog. I, I mean, or I mean a wolf. So when he died, it looks like he was a werewolf. I thought he was a werewolf as a kid, but he wasn't. That was the thing he could, you, they have that ability to transform themselves into other creatures hence the werewolf you know it just sucks he had just become a werewolf and he died and he's laying there dead when peter vincent walks out of the house what if the mom decides to come home from work like there's a body on the floor though if you take you know into account the movie he survived right so you know because at the end of the movie what is that whose eyes are that and then you hear the laugh mm -hmm. yeah so is is that is is he alive 
though Tom Holland in 2015, I guess for the 30th anniversary, uh, 30, yeah, 30th anniversary of the movie, they were doing like a YouTube uh, questionnaire Q&A. And someone asked them, if you could uh, redo or not remake or, uh, no, if you could make a sequel to any of your movies that you've done throughout your whole career, either you've written or directed, whatever, what would you do? And he said, I would do a sequel to Fright Night. And what I would do is uh, Charlie would be a single father. So he had two kids. And I guess his mom passed away or whatever. So he basically inherits the house. So what they do is they move into the house, his childhood home. Well, next door, the house is abandoned. Jerry's house is abandoned. But Evil Ed has been squatting there this whole time, trying to beam back Jerry. So that's the idea he has. But, oh, wow. You know, obviously, it's five years. Yeah, it's been five years and we haven't gotten that movie. But fuck, that would be cool. But he said if, if they would do like, you know, if they would allow you to do a sequel. So that's sequel I would love to see because, again, this movie's Yeah, good. yeah. I mean, the characters are so entertaining that you want to see them again. You know, and I'm, you know, you, you can go for a second sequel to this movie, you know. I mean, they have a yeah. sequel. And Jerry and Peter Vincent come yeah. back. I mean, not Jerry. Uh, Charlie too. and Peter Vincent. Yeah, but I don't remember. You know I've what? It's it pretty good. Kid, I, I'm actually going I to watch remember. it probably tonight to kind of get them still fresh into it. You know, and yeah, that, I remember that one's really good. And it's about uh, a female vampire this time. Oh, yeah. really? So, yeah. Yeah, I got to watch it. It's really it. good. I, I know it, it didn't do it as did well. really well. It was very well produced. Uh, very entertaining, too. Um, you know, for the time of what was going on in the 80s, you know. Um, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I've, I, I know I've seen it, but I, I, when the hell? Oh, it was 1988. So they released it. Uh, See, look yeah, at uh, From 84 through 88 the best years in music and in films. And that goes across the board for yeah. everything in horror films. The best horror films I grew up, I mean, I had Evil Dead. I watched that in the movie theater. And I- You saw Evil it, Dead? In the I saw it in the movie theater because I had older <laughs> friends and my friends, my, my parents yeah. trusted me with my older friends. They're really cool guys, you know, cool dude. Hey, come on, let's go see a movie, you know? Yeah. So I kind of grew up with, with having older friends who would just like, come on, let's go see a movie. And we would, uh, you know, I mean, I got to see Depeche Mode too, due to an older friend of mine. Yeah. So I got exposed to really, <laughs> yeah. really cool stuff in the '80s. So this is one of the movies that I always remember, and it takes me back to my childhood. I mean, it was it was fun, and watching it over again. <laughs> I mean, really it's cool. it's really cool to see, you know, these films again. Yeah, I mean, all in all, like for my my favorite scene, uh, I mean, it's it's hard to narrow it because they're all cool. down, but because I love the song. I love I love the scene of the freaking when they're in the club. Like honestly, like I love that scene when they're in the club because he's like seducing her. You know? I have that song in my head and right now. <laughs> well, which one? There's there's two ver there's two yeah, songs well, that they play. There's no, the girl there's one, one where it's like the fast one where it's there's a first song where it's all seductive first. It's all smooth and then and then it gets and then the beats for minute start bringing up. And then it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's a cool. I, I got to find that song, man, because I have it in my head now. <laughs> yeah, the, well, the, oh, damn it. I had it. Where was it? I had the actual song because I don't know. Um, 
the first there's a second song where there's a girl it's more a beat it's it's danceable but i like the original the by ian hunter um it's a good man in a bad time because when i did the original uh, episode i did that as the song of the week because i love that song and i like his style of singing and it has such a cool beat of such an 80s beat like it's very it's the song sounds very goth even though ian hunter he did the song like Cleveland Rocks. You probably heard that if you watch uh, freaking uh, That 70s Show. That's the that's his song. Um, uh, was it twice? No, um, was it twice been one shy or whatever that song? I can't think. But I like that song, the one where he sings and it's a it's a good man in a bad time. Um, but the second, I don't know what the second song is, but I do like that song. You know um, what? Someone made a really cool poster, and it's not. The poster from the movie and i thought they did they made it look so cool and it's actually the the actors on the front uh of this of this poster so it's like all the yeah. actors faces that looks really cool too i mean that's what i'm saying this is a this is a, a a cult classic for the 80s i mean there's so many things i'm just finding out there's t-shirts you know there's all this other stuff yeah of uh, this film that if you're in love with it and you like the whole 80s feel and the artwork, you can own it. I'm definitely gonna get That's freaking you're awesome. so cool, Brewster. I mean definitely gonna get one of those shirts. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get that. But yeah, so that that's uh our first pick of this horror season of Fright Night. The uh the what is this? Halloween in September, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Halloween yes, in September. Halloween in September. Welcome. All right. Well, before we go, ladies and gentlemen, I got to give you your guys' song of the week. Now, with this, this, these songs of the weeks for these next two months, I want to give you stuff that's more, it's, it's a lot of times it's not even going to be related to the movie the way I've been doing it. I just want to give you songs that I feel will fit perfectly for the, the time of this time, you know, Halloween um something that would fit like a good playlist that you would probably want to play or for a horror film or whatever so this week i'm going to give you one of my favorite bands called vmv nation uh vmv nation is very it's one of those uh future pop or um they're called ebm that's electronic body music not edm um and there's a song called carbon this song is a very it's like just the sound honestly i'm gonna gonna, when i post the video and the the, i'm gonna use the clip of them dancing seductively because this song sounds very sexy now the lyrics are probably not like that whatsoever because i don't pay attention to lyrics much anymore and that's what uh, bothers my girlfriend that i could be listening to the song he's like that's not even what it's about i'm like well i don't know but i mean it just all in all it just sounds good so maybe i should really say million um yeah no it has nothing to do with being sexy or anything but the song sounds very sexy so i want to give you guys a sexy song this album was released in march 5th 2002 so that's when the song was released it's a really good uh industrial uh dark wave sounding song so you guys will like this song um and i i mean i love it so it's gonna fit perfectly for this movie it's just again you think vampires you think sexiness we've seen so many things you know lately we have humor when it comes to vampires because we have what we do in the shadows one of yes, the great vampire, I love that show. uh, shows and movies 
and it's 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 amazing but we've had sexiness you know throughout the years it's like we've had you know a whole series on hbo with true blood that happened then we had the 80s with lost boys people always talk about that of course yeah you know for the younger crowd twilight you know i mean that's still vampire lore you know buffy during the 90s it's like vampires are never gonna go away man and there's always gonna be something new coming out and and that's what i love about this movie i felt this was my first introduction to true horror when it came to vampires 1985 so i think it was the perfect pick for us to start off this whole uh, series of horror films slash scary movies for our series fright night freddy you picked a great movie i'm glad we were able to talk about it so yeah so um next week we're gonna be giving you something that uh honestly i had never seen uh before that's the thing like with this movie so long ago my girlfriend brought up brought up this movie i didn't know we couldn't find it because nowhere had it and she's like oh this is one movie so when you messaged me about what movies we should pick i was i was at work so i sent my girl a text because i don't watch horror movies like i'm not a horror movies person so like I've seen obviously some of the more known ones, you know, but like I did I, Evil Dead. The first time I saw it, I was in high school. It was 1998. My buddy's the one that told me about it. He's like, you should watch it. So I watched it. When the, I'm, We're going to get to a pick of mine towards closer to Halloween. And it's going to explain as to why I've never been a fan of horror movies, really. Um, but we'll get to that soon. So yeah, so I don't really watch horror movies. So I sent a text to my girlfriend and I said, cause she loves horror. So she, I said, give me a list of horror movies we can do. Like we're, me and Freddie are doing this. I'm like, I can't think of anything. Oh, you wow. give me movies. So she started giving me a selection of films. Cause I only had one. I know I want to do, I'm going to probably regret it, but I need, I, I need to do it. And I'll explain later. So she gave me a whole list of movies. One of them she named was called night of the Lepus. Uh, and I was just like, I told her, I'm like, we can't do that movie because that one, remember, we couldn't find it on, on DVD. We couldn't find it for streaming, nothing. So during my break, I decided to look up on Amazon Prime and I saw they have it for $2.99. So I was like, oh shit, you could rent this. And this movie, she's been telling me about it. She watched it once as a kid, but she's wanting to watch it for years. I saw it as a kid and it's basically giant rabbits that attack a town so that's the next moon movie we're gonna be watching uh if you want to watch this with us uh check it out uh here's a little uh you know and thanks to what uh ruining our childhood for giving me this idea so that if you guys want to watch it before our episode i know it's on youtube uh amazon prime you could rent it for like i think $2.99 $2.99 or $1.99. It's really cheap, but it's from 1972. It's an Australian-American movie, and it's called Night of the Lepus. It's basically giant rabbits attacking a town. That's all I know, and they're killer rabbits. So they're big, and I know a lot of footage. They use real rabbits. Uh, I'm already town. I'm already <laughs> picturing it already, bro. It's like I could just imagine the technology they use for that. Oh, uh, yeah. So so it's actually, oh, it's based on a book called The Year of the Angry Rabbit. Oh, I didn't even know this is based on a book. Uh, All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That there, That's our our pick for next week. Uh, Freddie started us off for Fright Night. So um, he has our his four. I got my four. So every week we're switching one and off, one and off, one and off, one and off. So, yeah. All right. All right, Freddie. Well, 
It's been yes. great having you on. It's been a it's been a minute, as people would say, two weeks. But we're back. We'll be bringing you uh, every uh, new episodes every week. I know we, based on when we started this week, Freddie. Um, we you know we're gonna go on yeah. Monday, right? So we missed last week. So if we're gonna be doing eight movies, four and four, and and you know before November, we'll probably end up doing a, an extra episode one week. So we'll release one on Monday and release one yeah. on Friday. So we'll we'll do a bonus movie then, but have your movie set for next week. So yeah, so everyone check out Night at the Lepus, check out Fright Night. So they have it's been fun, uh, battling our neighbor who was uh, mysteriously killing off a bunch of prostitutes. But don't worry, me and Freddie uh, got Elvira yeah. to help us fight off I the the neighbor. But it's I think it's time we hop into our DeLorean and travel back to the future. <laughs>
Oh, wait, we should do it. <laughs> Here it goes. In five, four, three. Woo. Welcome to us. Ah, that's, that's cheap. <laughs> I was trying to do like a, since we're theming Halloween, I was going to try to do like a spooky intro. I'm like, ah, that was lame. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, man, do a ghost, Freddy. <laughs> Intro's in like a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody there you go welcome or or how, how is it the vincent price the when he does the the thriller yeah darkness falls across the land while you listen to your podcast at hand <laughs> creatures are stirring outside while freddie and santos are inside in your ears to terrorize your no i should have said that this has been a brothers bear network production